0: Yeah, that's probably the first time we've ever synced up, hey, we're starting. <laughs> yeah. Usually, oh. it's it's
1: like we're like, hey, hey Brian, are you recording?
0: <laughs> I know. I'm always trying to get secret stuff. Oh, bastard. So, we'll open up with a little tribute to... Dan Haggerty. Dan Haggerty. <laughs> right. And we'll listen to Dan Haggerty do his best, David Bowie, yeah. <laughs> impression and sing life on Mars. It
1: is pretty mm-hmm.
0: good. I know Dan can sing like that. So hey, like, man.
1: There's a lot you don't know
2: no about, about Dan. The
0: <laughs> Dan's the man. So I, was, I said this to Ron last night.
1: Before y'all kissed and went to bed. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Before, no before, before I gave him the wet willy.
1: Before you gave him the soda can.
0: <laughs> I'm a huge David Bowie fan, and every time I bring up David Bowie in conversation for years... People tell me, oh man, so man. What blah is there? Blah, blah,
1: blah. What is there, Not so great. What is there not to like about him, man? Yeah. He's his stuff is, is generally every decade that he's been doing stuff is awesome yeah. and right. it's ahead of its time in every decade.
0: And a, but now everybody's a David Bowie
2: fan. Oh, and they're gone. Yeah, everybody he's a, goes, everybody goes out and buys their albums. Yeah,
1: it the uh, Spotify record uh, reported a three thousand percent play increase, and um, Amazon had huge spikes in selling his albums, and was also getting some flack saying that they were, uh, you know,
0: supply and demand,
1: that they were jacking up the prices on, oh, <laughs> on, his, on his music.
0: They have a supply and demand on an unlimited, infinite... Hey, right.
1: do you know how many... David Bowie songs you can fit through the tubes of the internet?
0: <laughs> Not many. Oh. Not many. Mm-hmm. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Binge Watch Podcast. Uh Twitter, it's Binge Watch PC. Follow us there. Um Facebook, BingewatchPodcast.com. Search that and that brings us up. And then the website is BingewatchPodcast.com. Um iTunes, like us, love us, download us, uh, write a review. Paul still got a free hand job. That for all, for all, I no, just extend that I, I, for all. I,
1: I just, I just flew in from the hand jobs, and boy, my arms are tired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the uh, for reviews on pain. iTunes. Well, and
3: I,
0: I, had to, I had to reserve, uh, reserve those for the three Powerball winners. Yeah. So real quick before we move on, we'll do news here in a second. But I was going to say, uh, watch this. Actually, about a month ago, it's called Dave Bowie Five Years. Um, I believe it's on Netflix, and it is the five pivotal years as he. Changed from genre to genre and stuff, yeah. um, and it it just like focuses in on those few years sixty nine to
2: seventy four or something like that.
0: No, it's uh through his career as he w- every time he would reinvent himself, they would focus in on like what oh. he had going on that year and how he would. I gotcha. So uh, five move to that five different years. Yeah, 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 and it no, not not sequence, sequence right. And sequence. the sub, the sub, the titles are you know like whatever it is nineteen seventy four and then they go through what right. you know everything that he did in that. Um, gotcha. super interesting, really cool. Um, definitely check it out. So, you're going you're gonna to
1: give everybody a little preview of today's uh, podcast?
0: I uh, will. Let's see what we got going on today. If I can read this. Um, read, the, read, read your
2: own chicken scratch.
0: Yeah. Well, in the weird lighting we got going in here for the podcast. And yeah. it's in um, purple gel pen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's that's all cool. that I had laying around for the girl. And, and it's in cuneiform. <laughs> yes. I'd, really, I'd like <laughs> to read you a haiku. Um, <laughs> it's a clay tablet. So, we're going to talk about Datton Alby. We're going to talk about uh, The Expanse. We're going to talk about. Uh, Probably spent a lot of time at Fargo, Blacklist, Mm -hmm. um, into the Badlands, because Ron's finally finished that up. Yes. Yes. Way to go, Ron. Uh, Good job there. Mm A little bit of a preview for season four of Orphan Black. Emphasis on the four there, Paul. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I sent these
1: guys out a a teaser, and it was season three teaser, and then I looked at the article, they said, Branson, are you sure it's not season four? And I He's was like, like "No, no it's season four. No, 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 season three.
0: And then I looked at the articles, December twenty fourteen. Trickery. It's the uh, second gonna, time I've done. That. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we'll have a heated discussion on making a murderer. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about UFC, which is going to be tonight. Dillashaw versus, versus Cruz. Ted, Cruz. Ooh, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is getting his ass kicked. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they're oh, they're
1: going to kick his ass and then kick him out of the country, back to Canada, <laughs> Mister Cruz. That's actually Dominic Cruz. Yeah, Show us a birth certificate, damn
0: it. Paul's going to talk about uh Mona Lisa, anomaly, Lisa, ammonia, Lisa, okay. ammonia, Lisa. Um, that's right. It's sort of, um, a few and I'm sure a bunch of other random shit will come up as we go along. Heck yeah. Yeah. But well, let's jump in, um, Ron. You finally finished in the Badlands. Heck yeah. What's up? Uh, we're not
1: uh, going to do news?
0: Uh, hmm. What oh, about
4: yeah,
2: our format? Gonna, yeah, let's yeah, do, format. Right, we'll do the now, no, we're we'll slave to the format. Shows. Here
0: we go. I got a good one for you, too. All okay. Right. Let me turn this on. Play that funky music, my boy.
2: This is Eyewitness News
0: Breaking News. I got like nine things playing here at the same time. Ah!
1: There's binge-watch there <laughs> podcast news <laughs> with Paul, the bearded wonder. <laughs> that was nice. I like that. We'll keep that for a while. <laughs> um, so... Um, I'm gonna do what we did last week. Uh, I'll read off the topics, and we will deep. I so pale. I so pale. (laughs) (laughs) We're I've seen that. I laughed at that. Very (laughs) nice. That's local. That was up at a TV in Sherman, yeah, yeah. Texas. Um, So uh, let's look at look at my little list we got here. A lot of this from the extremist. Um, Powerball, of course, we gotta talk about that a little bit. Uh, There was three winners in the 1.6 billion dollar. Powerball, uh, one of the uh, uh, one of the the families is uh, was on the Today Show, and that was uh, see if
2: those people went to New York with ticket in hand without like going to the lottery folks in Tennessee to, to claim it. And do
1: you do you know that they don't have any more because I chopped all their heads off? <laughs> right, up. exactly. Hey, you want to talk about how to make a murderer? <laughs> right, you've got a five hundred million dollar
2: ticket. Yeah, they they're traveling they, with it. You know? They showed
1: up on the Today Show. Um. That's so they're after taxes, <laughs> after taxes, after taxes is but it was close to nearly a billion dollars after taxes. So that's going to be sp- split three ways, three hundred million apiece. Uh, plus, yeah. that's right. They were on the Today Show. Uh, they that's were fuck you, money. They were uh, <laughs> from Munford, yeah. Tennessee, a population of six thousand. Uh, people, uh, and uh, I'm probably all gonna claim they're related to y'all. After <laughs> right? Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. So well, they're they probably all all related. Mm, all six thousand of them. cousins.
1: Yeah, he, uh, John, uh, the the one, the guy, John, uh, Robinson, Lisa and John Robinson of Munford. Does it say how old they are. Uh, they're they look like they're in their sixties, mid they? mid to late fifties. You know that? Yeah. They're. I mean, that's he, old. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so he, he he flaunted it on the Today Show. He showed that t- that ticket, and um,
0: I mean, were they all a gasp when he like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, why are you here? That you have with that in your hand, three hundred million dollars in your hand. Yeah. Why do you have it in your pocket?
1: Well, and see, that's. I don't know, but
0: that's the Every first
1: thing they tell. All the advice that they say. Oh, Jed's no
0: longer a millionaire because he's dead.
1: <laughs> right. the, all the advice that legal advice that they give these huge uh, lottery winners, even people that just win a couple of million bucks, yeah. is tell no one—not your friends, <laughs> right. not yeah. your not yeah, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> not any. So we did a, we did some
0: research on that. And there's only ten states that you can you can. Uh, do, be anonymous, anonymous, yeah. Texas yeah. is not the one fuck? of them. fuck? Yeah, you Texas, have you have
2: to, to, have to, you have to disclose. You yeah. Have.
0: So then you get every idiot yep. on the planet coming after you for money for years. Well, and that's, these people are hounded into oblivion. Yeah,
1: and they, that's what they say. And they say some of the worst offenders is when somebody. Hits it rich is extended family. Oh yeah, is jumps on the MC trammer <laughs> Hammer train and <laughs> and just like
0: will suck you dry like a leech. So yeah. the, the one of the articles that was floating around work it was called the like the fit, top fifteen worst uh, things that have happened to lottery winners. One guy won and I don't remember what the, I'm just gonna make up numbers like five eight million dollars something like that. That the next night before he'd even gotten in the money, his wife killed him at dinner with cyanide. They couldn't prove it, and so she got the money. Was this Game of Thrones? <laughs> yeah. Another lady won, did not cash it in, divorced her husband, claimed the winnings after the fact. He found out about it because you have to declare in that state. I and because she hid the law states anything that's hidden during a divorce like that immediately is awarded to the other person. So he got all her, found out the truth about her, got all the winnings and walked away. Man, do you
1: want to talk about karmic whiplash? It's on on and
0: on about these people being murdered by people that they know Mm -hmm. or being befriended by new people and then eventually being murdered by the lady friend that is really already married to somebody else and <laughs> right. is just dating you to kill you right. get, your get your money it was just like it's horrific they should all these people should totally be able to do it anonymously and move on with their lives I tell you move to Bora Board if, and stay the away from, yeah, from all the idiots if, in the world yeah
1: I would move to the moon. The dark side <laughs> By of the moon the where moon, all the Nazis right? are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you seen sky. the trailer
0: for that Nazis Iron, from the moon?
1: Yeah. Was it called Iron Skies or something? Well, there's two
0: of them. There's or is it
1: actually like literal like Nazis from the moon?
0: Yeah, I think it's like Nazis from the moon. I'll look it up while you talk. Did uh, is this from Rob Zombie? Did (laughs) it? It could be. You may. I think
1: you you hit on the iron while it's hot. Yeah,
0: Iron Sky, and then there's Nazis from the Moon. Is the other one? Yeah. Well, I would I would make Nazis on the Moon. I would make sure
1: that they have haven't haven't tore up the neighborhood, and then I would say, Hey, I'm not the Powerball winner. But can I hang out? <laughs> as long as y'all don't hit me up for money and stop slipping copies of mine confound in my door. Because it's, you, you know, know, I can good. buy it in bookstores yeah. now, so it's fine. I, I've Calm read down. the cliff
2: notes. I wasn't impressed.
1: That's right. Uh, your newsletter intrigues me, man. I subscribe.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm just not that upset about the gypsies. Really? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the fucking pikies, Pikers. <laughs> mm.
1: So anyway, so yeah, so there's three
0: three families that we don't know the other
2: two the, winners though. The
0: one, well, the one in the California, I thought it's a group. It's is like it? a like a bunch of people. Because that they had a actually nurse. is it like a medical group? something like? Well, that one was there was a fake one where the the son tricked his mom, tricked his mom, and then they had a big press conference at work oh. the next morning. And it's called the worst prank ever and so they had to do a retraction and everything or they had scheduled a press conference but the the one i think was in chino hills in california yeah i think they like it they had announced via social media or somehow that they had won before the official results were out oh. because we were just watching. Um, <laughs> that's everybody from work. That's a little suspicious. We did a, a, <laughs> a poll, and um, we did too, so yeah. when when they do the put the numbers out, it says pending results for like 30, 40 minutes mm-hmm. um, until they verified. You know where it was all of whatever they got to do. Um, but everybody was like, "No, somebody in California won it before they the lotto had even announced where it was won." It was really weird. So I figured they like started tweeting like, "We won it, motherfuckers!" Or you know something wow. immediately. Yeah. yeah.
1: I saw, this crazy I saw this video. I saw this video. I don't know if it was from. I think it was from a recent huge Powerball that this uh, these this group at a restaurant that worked at a restaurant like back in the kitchen. They did a pool and they thought they had won for about twenty minutes, mm, and they yeah, were hooting and hollering. That, yeah. And there was a, there was like a video in. How the, did they think they won? Well, they 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 can't read numbers. The, right, somebody. Well, <laughs> somebody, somebody they, they somebody said that somebody we got the numbers. <laughs> somebody we got the numbers, but there's the numbers for the previous week. And they had the... P- oh, my God. <laughs> and so this one guy, he took his apron off and said, I'm quitting. And then they found out, he said, "He put it back on, and she sheepishly said, well, back to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like, that's like that whole, uh, uh, that what is it, that sometimes cards or whatever, you know, those uh, that have the little old-timey pictures and the funny sayings on them. Yeah. Oh, some, yeah. E-cards, some e-cards. Yeah, some e-cards. Uh, it's like, it's like, Fuck it, it's Friday, yeah. and then Monday picking up the papers <laughs> off the floor. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... Um, yeah, so I guess the other two winning tickets, mm-hmm. or one of them,
0: maybe there was anonymous. We don't know maybe? the Florida one yet. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the states are, but it's uh, Florida,
2: Tennessee, and California. Yeah, yeah. no,
0: I mean for the, the ones you can claim it Oh yeah, honest, I yeah, I don't yeah. know what list. I is. don't know. Yeah, yeah. either. But. Yeah, we we did the, the office poll.
1: Apparently, we went to Seven Eleven to get our tickets, and we got like fifty five numbers or something like yeah. that. And you know, it was like it was like hundred. $110. Uh, $110 on my Times <laughs> <laughs> two. Those yeah. well, well, dollar-a-sport uh, yeah, like Is that with or without the Powerball? <laughs> yeah. Is that the power play included? Uh, so there were some people. The, the clerk told us there were some people. that Oh, there's all the pools coming in today. Six, seven hundred, eight hundred $700, 800 yeah,
0: yeah. I was like, it's dollars. There, there was a
2: lady on the uh, news. It was on 20, I think it was 2020 <laughs> or one of the ABC News shows. Yeah,
0: 2020 did a thing, and um, it's out here in Hazlitt the whole they did a watching party in hazlet
2: that was the the group as a neighborhood, neighborhood yeah she'd
0: been doing it facebook yeah uh, one of the guys from work he got like three thousand dollars worth of tickets yeah. or something like and that. and they had a lawyer involved and paperwork <laughs> drawn up and yeah. all this stuff and uh but 2020 came down to a watching party so one of the guys at work lives out there and was part of the pool
2: and they then they had that one with the uh, the realtor group where uh the they had bought you know they'd won it once when it was like $8 million, mm-hmm. or no, 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 they won a million. They got five numbers. They matched five numbers once, and they won a million between like these eight realtors, eight or nine realtors. And there was a woman, I think it was eight, and there was one woman that had just started, yeah. like had been there like three weeks, and <laughs> didn't didn't buy a ticket, and didn't contribute in. worst. And they're like, you know, they, they said, well, do, do you think we should – we should roll her in. And all of them said, yeah, let's go ahead and do
0: it. Yeah. I mean, on a million, yeah. you know, yeah. each of them
2: not got much. like, I don't know, 30 grand or something like yeah.
0: that. You know? Yeah. I, I, was, I read another
1: story. I was looking at some of the, on the Powerball site, uh, that recent big winners. And there was this, uh, two people that worked together and they went in on, like some numbers and they won $150,000, but then you split it and then you take out taxes and they each both ended up, I think with uh 50 grand. Yeah. And I was like, that's pretty cool. It's like, I paid some bills off. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Pay some debt off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: then back to work. <laughs>
1: it's like, oh, I guess I'm going to get some more equity. That, and one of those, else. one of those
2: realtor people said, what'd you, they asked her, what'd you do with your, one of them like, they uh, they bought something uh, for their kids or put their college tuition or paid for their college tuition or whatever. And one of them
1: mm. was like, I just blew it. <laughs> well, uh, that's what the, because uh, we got 50 top five tickets. Uh, we won out of all, <laughs> Those tickets, we won four bucks. Oh wow! So the guy who was orchestrating all this, he came in with a bag full of change and handed out the <laughs> winnings. So I went home and. Handed a <laughs> dime and, and and
0: four nickel, uh, four pennies over, yeah. and said,
1: like, "There we go. That's fourteen cents. I had Yay. I had two shares, yeah. and that was my winnings. We did the same thing. Don't tell we, long, don't
0: the first time we played, I think we got sixteen bucks, and we just rolled that back into more tickets, and then we got nine dollars or ten dollars, and rolled that back into more tickets each time. Yeah, um, yeah. So and then we, I, the last <laughs> one we didn't get any." Dang yeah. it. So uh, y'all right want, along.
1: Y'all want me to just breathe through some yeah, headlines? Yeah, just headline us
0: on? and yeah. if anything sounds interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. so Amazon, uh, Mozart in the Jungle, one big at the Golden Globes. Um, and that's the one that's on Amazon on the splash yeah. page that you're like, I don't know what the show is, and then nobody ever watches it. <laughs> yeah. But apparently it's supposed to be good. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. comedy. Good I didn't them. know. Cool. Uh, NBC launches uh, CISO. Uh, also announces some really confusing future plans. CISO is their streaming thing.
0: Yeah, and they're this, the I think we didn't we talk about that a little bit last time. I
1: don't Where know if it's I,
0: their all their back catalog and then they're going to maybe man, I know I read that article. Yeah. and then they're going to subdivide it up and you can buy genres like if all you want to do is NBC Comedies. comedy yeah. then you just pay like $1. 99 but they didn't announce all that just the future plans to yeah, to divvy it up like that seems like really really yeah. weird. Yeah,
1: at it's, thirty it's three ninety nine the deal seems decent enough, especially if the library expands. But they also mentioned they're planning on expanding this concept up to to nine separate services.
0: That's okay. stupid.
1: Yeah. Uh, mm. Okay. Matching both. Yeah, it's like why are they? Why are they?
0: I think three ninety. I think that's genius right there. Three ninety nine, four bucks. Yeah. To have NBC forever, all their catalog available to you. Not that's not bad. Yeah, But I do think that at the end of the day, years from now, this is down to like a debuck 99 $0.99 per because well, they want to maximize the food chain. They don't want to go, okay, we, don't, and we know a million people, so we'll get $3 million a month. We do it at $0.99, cents, we get $10 million, we get $10 million a month.
1: Well, the CISO is their comedy-specific streaming service. So this is three ninety nine just for comedy stuff like... Saturday Night Live, clips, parks and rec and thirty rock episodes along with some web only exclusive videos. This is off extremist.com. Love it. Love them. Um, but yeah, and they're yeah, they're like they're breaking out all their categories. So like that's if you never if you gonna want, work. If you want all their categories, then it's then fifty it, bucks. It's a low, low price of forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, that's never gonna, you gonna work. You never do yeah. it at a whole nobody's dollar. Gonna, nobody's gonna do that. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't it's like this isn't rocket science, guys. Come on rocket surgery yeah so uh so there's that um uh bosch season two trailer I'm, it's gonna I'm, be coming I'm out ready. for prime i'm ready yeah so the and the premiere date i'll just give the premiere date on that because they, they still throw that up on the splash screen all the time for all the five shows that they have are any good march 11th 2016 March 11th. Yeah, and there is a trailer out there on it on YouTube for season two. I haven't watched any of it yet. Uh, you said it's good. No,
0: I really really dug it. Yeah. Uh,
1: to there's a hotline filmmakers can call uh, for science advice with the goal of helping accuracy in their films. That's cool. And the top comment on Reddit, it used to be the top comment, it said they apparently don't get many calls. <laughs> <laughs> that is and true. It's still the top comment from the other day when I saw that. So yeah, this uh, this website is. Science and uh, Entertainment Exchange dot and it says dot com. I think that's right. It's it's a long what was it the old Travelpedia? Uh, science and Entertainment Exchange dot org. That's what it is. Dot org. Dot org. And uh, um, haters back off. YouTube star Miranda sings gets Netflix scripted series. Hmm. It's about this uh, this uh, sort of. Uh, interesting looking uh it's a it's a comedy and she's like she's a a wildly untalented fictional singer who believes she's extraordinary uh and it's has million fans uh has 5.7 million subscribers and over 700 million views off the miranda sings channel
0: i know and if you're rolling it over into Netflix, five or six million subscribers she's probably making two three hundred thousand a year yeah just off that, if if she's putting out videos at a regular basis, she
1: created the Sings character uh, in two thousand eight and has appeared on shows like Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Seinfeld and The Tonight Show. So she's getting a lot. She's gotten a lot of exposure. And she's been doing this since two thousand eight. So a she's
0: a- better. Th- uh, the Comedians in Cars thing is okay. I think it's a little bit lame. But have you seen the guy in England that does the karaoke in cars? It's the same thing. Yeah, like uh, I can't remember his name. He's really big over there. But I watched the Adele one the other night. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah. That one, yeah.
1: Oh, that's yeah. That blew up on YouTube. Yeah, the Adele. Uh, she was doing karaoke yeah, with herself, yeah. and it, it was amazing. Oh, yeah. she's good. She's okay. Uh, this uh, she's all yeah, right. She's, she's decent. This yeah. ca- the character the the girl the woman behind the character Miranda sings is Colleen Ballinger Evans. Uh, so that's it's uh, just a, her script her YouTube personality. And there's a uh, <laughs> there's a picture of her. Oh, I've seen her. Yeah, yeah, she's
2: she's funny.
0: I
1: yeah. have not. Yeah, I bet I bet you our kids have seen her. If it's funny, I'll have to ask ask, ask, ask the boys. Um, yeah,
0: interesting. And uh, that that is really that's, uh, that's really it on the news. All right, moving on along, we jump into a show into the Badlands, Ron. Into Give us the your take, Badlands.
2: Uh, Finished it all up, uh, and um, I l- really enjoyed the the series. Really enjoyed it all the way through. It seemed to get better as it went on. Yeah. Uh, introducing more characters. I liked uh, the introduction of some of the newer characters. I'm interested in kind of where where this may go in the future. I liked uh, Lance Henriksen's character. Apparently, it's going across the, uh, the desert to the mountains. Yeah, the father of uh, the uh, baron's first wife. Mm-hmm. I like that whole kind of weird cultish. You
0: know, uh, seems like that's going to be their toe step into some type of religious type of thing with this, as opposed to just the the action and the politics. We'd like to talk to
1: talk about it in terms of spirituality, oh, not religion. Wasn't really
2: sure of you know. I know they had to take what
0: jacks up spirituality pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) I guess (laughs) once you get organized, (laughs) I
1: mean, yeah.
2: I liked all the groups in the, in the infighting of the barons and, you know, the difference between the widow and, the and, uh, and, um, and, the main baron fort Munch, baron,
1: baron Munchausen yeah. or baron opium. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Opium, opium baron. And the other sub baron, other, uh, Lionel Richie Baron. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, is he a Baron? He's the River King, right? That's the his River name? King, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the River King, yeah. Yeah, the River King. No, I'm talking about the other one. No, he's the... Uh, I can't do anything. Yeah. I am the River King. Is he
1: related to uh, bl- the Blacklist, the Kings of the Highway? I think so. Yeah. But I, was, I don't know. The whole end of how... it. I don't know. This seems
2: like almost like a reset of like to set up season two or it's a reset to how we get things, take things from here. But the whole, you know take the kid away the three Shaolin monks you know show up uh with the with the same powers and do their thing and, and a
1: beat-up pickup yeah
2: uh, be, <laughs> a beat-up old 60s pickup sounds like what? a country song <laughs> yeah. got three there was, Shaolin monks with a, with a, a truck in the back for the kid they yeah. tried him off in that in the, in the
1: in the back of the truck there was a guy standing there holding a glowing hot iron thing on his forearm <laughs> so he branded in
0: walking on rice paper not Right. Oh wait, I'm thinking of man. Purity. Did Sonny get his ass kicked in that last fight or what? I, I oh, know. Man. I was I like, thought, yeah.
1: man, they're gonna kill this fool. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they they did the five finger death punch on him. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. That was locked a little him up. Crazy kung fu Shaolin temple stuff. There. What did you, you
1: think? Uh, what would you think about the Baron? What happened to the bear?
2: And that okay, that was my. That's probably yeah. My number one gripe was okay. They built this guy as this Baron. He's a badass fighter, and yet like Sunny walks up behind him and just sticks a sword through him that's the end of that dude or is it
1: contractual obligations
2: for another (laughs) series (laughs) well
0: they still haven't renewed that for season 2 like the articles all the headlines of all the articles on it are Into the Badlands this is just from the other day um, one step closer to season 2 renewal so I think that I don't know what the viewership is. I'm not that big of a ratings person, but they, it's got to be right on the cusp of do we do this or do we not? Because if they the- haven't announced it already. I think the cost. The cost yeah.
1: ratio versus the viewers may not be. Yeah, justified. that's gonna, it. Might not
0: be shaken out because that's yeah. a big thing now. The whole like two episodes, three episodes in to then announce season two. We got season two and do a big media splash yeah. well, on that, and they're still still not okay to go forward. And how many total episodes with that? Just six, six. six? Yeah. yeah, I've
1: yeah. I've, yeah. I've got my uh, Kurt Sutter eight ball, and it said signs point the no. <laughs> He's
0: so, just shaking his head. Yeah. I mean, that might be it.
1: Yeah, which you
2: know, okay. As
0: as hype, uh, as, as much of a hype machine as AMC is, they'd be all over that with a bag of chips if they were. I think if their yeah. decision was already made. Yeah, uh,
2: and I, you know, I, do they? Do the numbers just disappoint them that they're like, well. You know, well, you know? it's the it,
0: highest premiering. I think the first three, the last time I read the article, the first three was the highest episodes ever of a new show on AMC. Yeah. Um, but I don't know You know what are the costs associated I would, with I it I would
1: really be interested seeing the uh, the budget per yeah I'm sure that, it's that's, really really that, high that has a that well has you a
2: know building it. the set for that freaking gate of the the fort there mm-hmm. that, had, that was something that was and all know, those fight set, scenes I would it.
0: think would probably take weeks to shoot
1: yeah Man and all, all those the work, yeah. Yeah. All those poppy flowers, man. I, I mean, know those, all the man. Yeah, I know some of that was CGI. You think that you thought yeah. they could uh, defray the cost that selling that opium,
0: right? You know? <laughs> <Hey, laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. They, yeah, we should have yeah, shot this yeah. in Afghanistan. <laughs> what, what were you we thinking? Like a, yeah. It's like poppy fields everywhere.
1: Tell you, I mean, you got. Sherlock Holmes, he's Chases the Dragon, uh, Red Reddington from Blacklist. The Cheap, Cheapest
2: shot was driving that old pickup across
1: the desert floor bed there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that brought on to, like, the head carpenter or something. It's like, hey, can we borrow that, ma'am? We're falling behind on our payment. And they pimped up the uh, into the Badlands, into, into the super sweet. They tied it at the hip to The Walking Dead. Oh,
2: that's how Yeah, they got the huge lead. Yeah, yeah, so yeah.
1: that makes me – they, they – pumped it up so much it made me wonder if the in retrospect looking back on it if if the per episode budget is so high that's why they really tried to go over the top and get it get as much exposure for it so it wouldn't die on the vine
0: yeah but the, so then it, then let's say that that is the case where the episode cost per episode is so high and but it's the number one premiering show they've ever had they fucked that up from the beginning. If that's the case, right? Wow. But and just d- not good but, at math.
1: Uh, I really enjoyed the show. I don't know if I'd ever go back and watch it. So, I've rewatched you know, watched almost every episode I mean, twice. I would. I would go back and watch the the cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we've talked about before the two main characters. Besides the fighting stuff, there's not really much to them. Yeah. Well, so I don't. You know. I, yeah.
0: So we'll see. We need to keep an eye on it. It's I'd good. It's I, good, but I don't. I don't know if I'd rewatch. I think it's smart something like this to keep it to five or six episodes and don't try to drag it out into any craziness. And they do a couple of seasons. We'll see. I just like it because it's so unique in terms of the genre. Yeah. That it's fitting. There's no other real show that's out there that's like that, um, where it's kind of this Hong Kong movie action based stuff. So I hope it does succeed because I would love to see other stuff kind of come along in its wake maybe yeah. on different channels. So, Well,
1: you know how the the uh, urban myth about how you can uh, play the Wizard of Oz and throw on Dark Side of the Moon? Mm-hmm. I heard that if you play all the episodes of Into the Badlands and put on uh, one of the Wu-Tang Clan albums <laughs> 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 <It didn't work.
0: laughs>
1: that it syncs up really nicely. So, you know, let's get that
0: meme started. And good for you, Ron, on finishing it.
2: Uh, I just read a little thing that said uh, Daniel Wu, you know, played Sunny. Is, is said that the season two is a, is a go.
0: I know, but but is the, that true? Or not? Well, if the paper was on the the ink was on the paper and it was all signed. AMC would be blasting that out because they don't want to wait too far after season two. I couldn't find anything that said that that was actually. Yeah, here's
2: TV. Here's the one that says "Into the Badlands" season two renewal reportedly coming.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's what I'm saying. One step well, closer, yeah. reportedly well, coming. The, should be a done deal. The, Daniel, yeah.
1: uh, Daniel, he. Uh, he well, he read that website, and he's like, hey, it's a go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was actually reading an article where he was quoted, so he forgot that he gave that interview. Well, and, well
0: what? yeah. Well, I, of course they're bringing it back. I and said they're doubling it. my pay. Did I mention that? I said it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like twirling his so handlebar. Maybe that's best. what it is. They just have ironing out details, potentially. Maybe. That's yeah. that's a fairly large cast, yep. fairly expensive thing. You think all that wire work, all the stunt people, the mm-hmm. wire work people, um, that's a, that's a commitment and they gotta get everybody on board so I yeah. hope so I'd love to see a season 2 yeah, yeah
1: I was I was disappointed that the Baron is no longer because how do he he you know a, well yeah you know that's not really clear whether he's dead maybe he's that really dead
0: sword thing cured his cancer it could be yeah it <laughs> <laughs> went right through the cancer area
1: Sunny, <laughs> they, they cut out the part where Sunny whispered and his like <laughs> yeah awesome. surgical knife.
2: Yeah, so it kind of left it. You know, obviously, like I said, it's kind of a reset for season two because you know you took the kid, the magical power kid, away to be now he's going to be go to the whatever the the Shaolin Temple, uh, you know, and be raised by the monks or whatever, and to have all this power, learn how to control it and use it, and then uh, you know Sonny's now with the River King uh, being taken somewhere else to become somebody else's you know killing killing machine. I don't know what's happened with the Baron. Is he alive or dead? Is his first wife's gone? The other wife's with the kid, you know, his son. And then the... the, um, uh, Sonny's girlfriend? Yeah, Sonny's girlfriend is with the widow now, so, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: And you think at the beginning of the show, the Baron had it all, man. At the end of that season, he's... Totally screwed. <laughs> right. Everything's gone. All his shit's gone. His wife's gone. Yeah, yeah. A, he's like his son's taking his next to be wife. What are it you was like a, it's like the his
1: sister wife. It's like a reverse Jeffersons. Is <laughs> yeah, that, he, he's he, moving he on? Had,
0: down. he had. Yeah, he's he's he got he got
1: one down. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, what he got, got lottery. He got one down. That's what, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like instead he got taken away from his deluxe apartment in the sky. <laughs> yeah, oh, he and got the, he got
2: lottery. End of
1: the show. He's, he got,
0: he's a, in the ghetto. He had
1: it. He won it and then everybody came and took yeah, it. Yeah, he started off as Jefferson's, uh, George Jefferson. and He ended up as uh, Sanford and Son. As, a, as a,
0: a here and there again on Archie Bunker. Yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, Blacklist. I did not would, um, watch, I haven't watched the uh, director, The Conclusion, yet. What? I know. I couldn't fit it in. I was going to try to do that this morning. I couldn't fit it in with everything I want going on. I'm ashamed of myself. Got to
2: have wow. a
1: Gotta have a Sunday morning poop time, too. I know. <laughs> Wow, this is like I can say this is what our 33rd episode and mm-hmm. this is the first time those words have ever heard. I know and I know. I'm really I was I'm, bound to happen. I'm a, I think out. I'm I think I need to go have a little quiet moment, <laughs> a little moment to yourself.
0: I just need to sob a little bit. well Actually, I'm
1: collecting money for my bookie cuz I had a heavy side bet on it when it would happen and I guess the 33rd. So,
0: episode. uh was it good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: interesting because it was three parts. I mean, that director, they dealt with it over three episodes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, feel free, talk. Well, um, the director did not
1: win. Oh, I'm sure, yeah, <laughs> that had to be that. Yeah, Otherwise,
0: I mean, that's the whole premise of the show is that they, they're taking these dudes down. So I knew that this was gonna The conclusion, I knew that that meant... He's gonna get it.
1: Yeah, there was a um, there was an article. Let me uh, find that article real quick because um, there is, and you can look up this music if you want. Look up uh, uh, "God's Gonna Cut You Down" by Johnny Cash and uh, "The Payback" by uh, James Brown. I love the payback. Yeah, they used, uh, they is, used is it a they used a mashup or something. Uh, no, they used both of those songs, and they t- this article talked a little bit about the great music choices that they make in the episodes for the whole series for the blacklist. Um, let me find the, uh, uh, here's the recap from entertainment weekly, uh, the director conclusion, uh, the folks over at the blacklist, uh, this was by Jody Walker. Uh, the folks over at the blacklist are so incredibly skilled at curating music for their show that at this point, the selection speaks their own language. Um, uh, consider the precedent set by red's epic murder walk to the score of the man comes around in season one mm-hmm. and uh and if the screen had been black for the entirety of thursday's night's opening scene i would still they been able to fill black. with anticipation when they heard the first notes of johnny cash's god's going to cut you down let that play through and that goes right into the song that's off of the whatever reason they decided to put that little talking bit at the start yeah level. that's what was like it's all these like stars and stuff yeah but the song is in there that's just the Kanye West is in there yeah um so they was talking about the first when that first kicked in uh here's the uh here's the uh let it roll keep going uh go tell that long tongue long tongue liar go and tell that midnight rider tell the rambler the gambler the backbiter Tell them that God's going to cut them down. Tell them that God's going to cut them down. And that went so awesome because they're going after the director mm-hmm. and it just tied in so nicely with it. And they do that a lot. And then of course, you know, they played that James Brown payback um, as well. And that I just, they've made really good choices. There's no, the of whole,
0: when well, I think we've talked about it several times there. <clears throat> um, and there's two things. There's two approaches. I think a TV show can take on this is to, pick cool stuff that's already out there or pick yeah. unheard stuff yeah but most shows will pick stuff that's you've heard and you don't like or isn't like as applicable as they've been able to do they should put out fucking albums yeah music of the blacklist first four seasons or whatever they really
1: should because they, they have some and there's some they have a good mix of stuff that you've never really been have heard before and stuff that you've heard before but it's just a perfect choice Or stuff that you like, you know, James Brown the payback, you know, unless you're rolling that that playlist of uh, '70s funk, you know, or something like that, you you may not have heard that in a while, and it fits into the theme of the storytelling so well that uh, the I had to sit down and jot that down when I was watching that episode because they rolled out first the Johnny Cash song and then the James Brown song uh, in pretty quick succession. And it fit with the story perfectly pay
4: back.
3: Back.
0: yeah I'm sure that yeah. had to be cool it yeah. was it was yeah. awesome because Great it was song. i think the the
1: payback uh, uh song w- was going into it like it was covering like a montage or something i I believe um it was a really good episode, and uh you know you got everything from President of Ecuador getting getting plates for hundred dollar bills to print his own money uh, it was a little bit like man, red reddington has has influence far and deep.
0: <laughs> you know what I love about and it was in that not the the one you just watched or the one before when he's got that uh um hidden cache of stuff in the storage unit, yeah, and he goes in there and she's looked at this refrigerator thing and he's like. Oh, that steaks from so and so—they need about another six weeks of aging. You know? <laughs> yeah. So not only does oh, he you have mean all his, the, like all that Coke and stuff in there that yeah. they're going to use, but yeah. he's got all these aging steaks from Chile or wherever he said they were from, <laughs> perfectly
1: marbled. Yeah, and he
0: yeah. he he's, he's so esoteric on that he'll right. just
1: roll off onto these weird tangents, and it's like, dude's a baller, man.
0: <laughs> well, you know it's funny, like so much of that is in the writing too. Like yeah. whoever's whoever's writing all that stuff for him. That show's just great all the way around. I don't have many issues with that show. Nah. Um, I wish the cinematography maybe was a little better sometimes, but I'm sure they're just shooting that just as fast as they can go Yeah, for 26 episodes or whatever the fuck they're going to finish up with for the year. But, you know, some of that stuff I wish was a little crisper, a little nicer that matched – sometimes but they get it really right on when they need to you know yeah. but sometimes it's a little bit of like it's eh, you're kind of watching chips there you yeah. know, in terms of this how straight it shot
1: yeah the cabal definitely threw uh, the director under the bus that's oh like, I'm sure uh, you're, you're, your time's up my friend <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was uh, I thought they did a really good wrap up on that and that like I was saying that's that was uh you know you slapped three episodes 40. 5 minutes each. Yeah, it's a lot together. of story. That's, you know, that's like a feature film almost. So that's the first time I think they've I think they've bridged uh, two episodes before, but this is the first three episode story that they've
0: handled. Yeah, the one where they went to Europe. Yeah. I think it was two. Yeah. and I think maybe so. a couple others. Um, cool, man. You know, for when I was thinking as you're talking is like just how well he's done. I wonder what Spader's going to do next for for this. I mean, I th- he's just so fucking good. Yeah. And the blacklist has probably got another two, three seasons. I would think before they run out of material. Um. So at some point, he's, he's going to be free agent and, and get he's paid.
1: he is. I think this is the, of all the roles because he's had a really. He was in Boston Legal too, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, with uh, Shatner, the Shat. He was great in Boston Legal. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Green. He. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> He is so much fun to watch in in the show. I've it's I have to rewind every time he he hits a little monologue. I'll rewind and watch it. Cuz just for the monologues. I mean, I need oh, to yeah. do a super cut of his monologues. He has some really and like you said it's it's really great writing, but his his character and his little mannerisms. He's got that character <laughs> That on the bass drum we have Ron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what he's what he's Are you able to do. Trying out for the Tippany the, the, the <laughs> Symphony Center here? Yeah. He's um <laughs> able to
0: uh take um and uh take a a fairly straightforward character because Reddington could be just like any other hey, I'm a badass, I'm a killer guy, and, and infuse a ton of like um personality through a lot of really subtle things and that's what his thing was on boston legal was he played the the kind of almost a little bit of a burnout legal guy um kind of a womanizer but still looking for love and you know he was like best friends with the denny crane character so his he portrayed this person that didn't give a shit about anything but he really did but and he was never overt about that spader was and the way he acted and stuff it was was subtle yeah it and i I, he's fantastic so i hope i'm sure the next thing he's going to do is going to be off the charts yeah which you know how skeptical both of us i was super skeptical that this was going to be just a horrible show you had to talk me into watching it (laughs) i know
1: and i was like i I mean i was like it's like getting sent to bed when you know that a a cool show is going to be on and you're like nine years old and then you know you're going to fall asleep halfway through it anyway yeah that's what it was
0: with me i was like i
1: don't know oh this is actually good so I gave it a second chance
0: I'm so glad I did it yeah. was an awesome show cool so Ron you started the expanse
1: yes and we're not talking about your bowel movements yeah no, that is expansive
0: though but it he does <laughs> does have a lot of void well you know a gas <laughs> yeah. a gas
2: does tend to fill the yeah. volume oh. that it's uh, contained in. Right. <laughs> gas giants
0: <laughs> Jupiter so how, how many episodes have you watched uh, the
2: first two yep first two and uh wow yeah it's really it's really good it's one of those things like ginger likes, like wait what's going on what the hell is that? it's one of those things you gotta really pay attention and, you and really you'll try.
0: find out it gets more complicated as it goes and it gets you can see that there's a lot of stuff out there i think they've got it pretty well planned yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah based, it seems it's, like it's, it, uh,
2: it's
1: based off of a series of books and there's five books out of six book coming out yeah. this year so. yeah. i mean it's
2: a lot when you first get out i mean you're you're trying to kind of judge, you know, where you are, you know, how what's the what's the what's the setup here, what's the story, what's the characters, you know, what's going on, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what's the what's the difference, you know, you learn pretty quick there's a difference between the Earth and there's this Mars military uh colony and then you've got the Belters, you know, and so it's got these this dynamic of all these different uh groups, you know, that are kind of in opposition to each other like and then the uh, the actress that's playing the um, you know one that's two steps away from the president or whatever the um, uh, she's Iranian I believe not Indian she's Iranian Actress, really good, really. Oh, draw, husky voice. Oh, you know. uh,
1: husky. You mean super grumble? <laughs> Sometimes it's like yeah. I can't hear her when she gets into those lowest she, registers. Yeah, she
2: she, she, she she talks. I mean, it may it may not be it maybe it's her voice, but talks like she smoked like eighty packs a day. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I
1: think she smoked eighty packs right before the, each episode. <laughs> right.
2: But uh, you know, she one of her lines was you know that. Um, uh, the Cold War is has ended, and this is something else or whatever. Yeah, yeah uh, now it's a hot war. Yeah, so it's it's uh wow, but yeah, and I really like uh I'm th- probably knew going in I would I like Thomas Jane's character.
0: Oh yeah, Miller. Yeah, yeah, it's really really good, and I I've always liked Thomas Jane. Yeah, I, I think that the, the Punisher movie was terrible, but yeah. outside of that, I've always liked him, but I've always thought he's always been miscast. Yeah, like he's never oh, this it, is like a, a perfect role. Right, for him. I totally yeah. agree yeah. that. This has got some depth to it, mm-hmm. and I I really enjoy his character. And he's playing completely.
2: it with some subtleties, and you know his the way he's playing it, with his mannerisms, the character. I mean, it's it's really that's really intrigued by him a lot. Not, you know, I like the the other characters, like uh, uh, the the two the the Exo and uh, Naomi. One of the Naomi, uh, yeah Naomi the other, they're
1: kind of a little power struggle there on the yeah. while they're on the little away ship while their yeah. main ship gets Blown up there's a lot going on i mean there's there's you definitely have to it's not one of those ones you can be folding the laundry but you've got to pay attention yeah to what's yeah going exactly because you, you miss one little thing and then you're like okay where, where's the remote i gotta rewind that I, <laughs> right yeah. i missed this important yeah piece i, of I find myself
2: like turning keep turning the volume up like wait what the wait what the hell did they just say or rewinding back and then like you know yeah. okay.
1: well uh i think it was last week we was talking about that you you was doing something while you was trying to watch it and you missed the Oh, 11 years earlier. Yeah. And he was like, "So when did the totally butcher become this? Lost. <laughs> and <laughs> I said, oh, that was 11 years earlier. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh okay. that makes sense. Yeah, you missed that one little tidbit, that flashback.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of story there. And I really liked in the, the little crew of the, in. obviously Paul and I are a little bit further ahead. I really like the little crew that's put together that's. Um, the, the five. Yeah, know, that survived the. Right. Um, Don't make it the 50 people we lost, yeah, don't make it 55.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so I'm going to discuss a little bit. I was watching a video and I, so I tweeted right when the expanse came out about how the legislation had um, gone on about um, how we were, ma- the I guess the UN put it out but the rules and regs of like how if we're going to mine the asteroid belt, like how we do that and how that's all parsed out. At least there's a guidelines in place. And I said something like, my tweet was like, here's how the expanse starts. Um, so I was watching a bunch of uh, videos around uh, SpaceX, Elon Musk's um, thing, and he wants to colonize and terraform Mars, and he's really, really into it. And he believes that it's like a... Um, uh, our species, is, its the most imperative thing before us is to colonize a second place in case something happens to this planet, we blow it up, it's by an asteroid that our species will go on. Failsafe. Yeah, and um, so I was going to see if I could cue this up to the right place, but he has...
2: ...dramatic reduction in the, in the cost of uh, space flight.
0: And what inspired you to do this?
2: When I was a kid, I, I, I thought about um, what would most affect the future of humanity, and I, and I think... Um, I think it's, it's fair to say and probably pretty obvious uh, to most that um, a future where we are a space-faring civilization is a far more exciting and inspiring future than one where we are, are not. And
4: even though in, in the Apollo uh, era when uh, we sent astronauts to the moon and only...
0: But it's just so cool. He is spending tons of money and his whole thing is Mars-focused to get men to Mars, to, to start terraforming it to um hey, turn it into a haven don't for, forget mars needs women i know right. of mars course. needs women, women. um yeah. so it's just <laughs> kind of cool to see all this stuff like where we're going like in the real world playing into what's going on in the storyline and the expanse well,
1: that, that that goes into that bleeds a little bit into the conversation we was having out out back when we was watching bob ross on uh, on hulu with his happy little trees and uh that, you know, the advances in, in genetic uh, modifications and uh, that they're trying to solve the problem of aging as a disease, people that could potentially live to a thousand plus years, is uh, how, what what do you, how do you handle that? How do you handle uh, the problem of availability? Is it only for the oh, haves o- and the o- have-nots? O- overcrowding. Over and, a population, yeah, you have to expand. Outwards, and that solves a lot of issues. It solves issues of, you know, the oh shit, the asteroid moment, or the oh shit, the uh, super volcano underneath Yellowstone Park. Right. <laughs> it's like that's oh.
0: his whole. That's Elon's whole po- point. Like yeah. we we have to have multiple places where we live because something could happen and wipe us all out. Yeah. Because,
1: you, know? you know, the what is the prime example? We're all living in the same apartment building. In sometimes, a yellow submarine? Sometimes, uh, we all live mm-hmm. in a yellow submarine. And you have to, if that the apartment building catches on fire, everybody in it is screwed. So Earth is an apartment building. That's my analogy for today. <laughs> Earth is an apartment building. Okay. Anybody want to refute my <laughs> analogy? <laughs> so, yeah, I, th- I think it's, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, I mean, China just re- recently repealed its uh, uh, restrictions on how many children you can have before they limited it to one child. Now it's two. And it's like, man, they got enough people already. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah.
0: They got enough billion. So, I think that's billions. their game plan, though. Just overpopulate everybody else. Mm-hmm. Zerg Rush. <laughs> it's, you, uh, know the, you know this song?
1: A little familiar, but... Is this, uh... Is this, uh... Allison Chains?
0: It's Rob Zombie's Mars and these women. Oh.
1: oh. I man! it sounds... Yeah, it sounds very much like an unplugged Alice in Chains. <laughs> it does, it? Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm the man in the box. Um, bad. Fucking bing. Um Mars pump up the volume. Yeah, so dance, dance. It, it that's what I was just thinking. I was like the storyline that is within the expanse could be played out in fifty, seventy, maybe a hundred years. Yeah. Um so it's not like sci fi that's so far in the future or in a distant galaxy or whatever. It's like what you know it's a pretty good idea of what would be happening maybe 50 100 years from now. And yeah. uh,
2: the the uh, the tech that they're showing there and the effects and all that are very well done. Um yep. you know very believable. It's got that kind of that gritty Battlestar Galactica you know the reboot of that. It got that feel, got that uh, yeah this is you know this is the way space travel and everything would look, you know, or should should be.
1: It's gotten a lot of kudos for uh, that the science is right. Yeah. So and that uh, I was watching the last week's episode, and you know they're sh- they've that those guys, uh, uh, cracking that used up asteroid mine, and that's mm-hmm. I I was like oh you can't really hear the tip tapping out in space. Yeah. On the rock. No. <laughs> but you know we'll let that go. You know that's always the conversation that people have right. about space is that technically you know, but I like it. I like having sound effects in space. Well, I think yeah.
0: it, it's. It's it's done. Yeah, it's done there for because most people don't care. No. that that's technically they don't know yeah, that they right. don't they don't know yeah. that's a thing. They or don't, or so, even if you know,
2: okay, we then, know it's not, but it's just, yeah, okay, it's cool. And, and
0: then you know, the majority of their audience is probably going to go, "What's wrong with my sound?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Jed, turn turn it turn it I up, mean, Jed. You, you could probably pull
1: most of the American population. And they don't realize you can't take a deep breath out <laughs> in outer space.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you see the one where <laughs> the guy he. What was it? He lifts his mask off.
1: I I was about I was about to have a little. And he
0: grabs f- something and then he puts his yeah, mask back. Yeah, he pulled that out.
1: thing and I was about I had a little minor freak out on that. I was like, <laughs> how how would that work without Which your think, face immediately going?
0: Well, I I don't think um I don't think it would kill you immediately. It would flash freeze you real it, quick. It's super. Well, I don't know that it would do that.
1: Um, I, how how long does how. How many licks does it take to get to I don't know. the tootsie the center a, of a human head? It would be
0: super fucking cold, but I don't know that. It would, like, if the rest of your body was warm, I don't think like a couple of seconds exposure, um, just to the cold would kill you.
1: Well, my reaction. How cold is it? Yeah, yeah, because it's it's a perfect vacuum as well. So I'm assuming it would suck everything inside your suit out pretty quick. I it it didn't. It bumped me when it happened. I was like, "Me too." What's he thought, doing?
0: I need to do some research. Yeah, cause it because seems, it seems that seems
1: like a softball thing for them to mess a, up. You in know? other
0: movies, they've used short exposure to outside space, um, but there's a there's like a cost. <laughs> it's like, right? No. Well,
1: we're gonna have to cut off your nose. Um,
0: I'm thinking mm-hmm. specifically in Outland. Um, there was also uh, the. The Outland from the '80s. Um, I think they John do that Tommy. in there too. Dis- and then
1: disregard everything from the '80s. What's
0: what's the um, the sci-fi movie um, where the, they do the black hole as the engine, and it takes them to like some Hellraiser type of space, and the ship comes back itself, and they go to Event Horizon. Event Horizon. They do that. One of the characters names Baby Bear, and they have to transport him from one place to the other. Without a spacesuit, and he's maybe exposed to space like I don't know five seven seconds, and he lives. So I, I don't know that they're – We need to research that. But yeah. that was my thought. It's like I want to say maybe you could do that, but I also want to say maybe you can't do that. <laughs> I, the and maybe
1: it's a perception thing. Like most people's perception of what they think would happen when he did that. Up, my eyes got big. I was yeah, like, because I you know I did. think that, I was thinking. He's dead. You've seen, <laughs> He's you've dead seen dead, a <laughs> lot of
0: movies where uh, if anybody's exposed to space, like they blow up. Yeah. But that doesn't yeah. happen. There's not no. enough pressure inside your body to blow you apart. Uh, you've never um, seen me after some burritos. So. <laughs> right. well, nor nor what do I it? want to. What was the
2: total the original Total Recall movie where they... <laughs> yeah, get kept blowing up. And <laughs> they, they just start
0: expanding (laughs) 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 they explode because I think you you freeze (laughs) you freeze way before you would ever have the opportunity to expand and blow up it's cold in space I know super fucking cold but if you remember uh, in um, Gravity there's the scene and that's supposed to be really really close she's inside that cheek the door is open. She goes in with her spacesuit. She closes the door. So the temperature is the same inside her space vehicle as it is outside, and she's in there for like 15 minutes. I mean, she's super cold and freezing. Yeah. And she's in there for 15 minutes and never she doesn't die.
1: Yeah. Well, she had the little spa- Mitsubishi space heater on. <laughs> yeah, <or something>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Must you know. have been. Yeah. You know so that she had the hu- air humidifier going. It was, yeah. Okay.
2: He got it. He got it up to minus 20. Volts. But, but I do you think like about the way it, could, the miner guy
1: went out, though. You could go outside, like in Antarctica, and it gets down to lots below zero. Yeah. And it's 50. Yeah. You don't yeah, want to. You do, And they do. Well, it, maybe it is possible because they do that. Apparently, that's a thing at that research station <laughs> that they have this thing that's like 30 yards mm-hmm. off outside the base. And. When you first get down there, you have to take off all your clothes, run out, touch it, and then come back and run back as fast (laughs) as you can. It's like, oh, I'm cold. And there's
0: that one – at negative 42 degrees, water instantly becomes vapor. Have you ever seen that? Throw a cup of water. Throw a cup of water. And that one guy's out there doing it, and he's just out there in a shirt, in a flannel shirt. It's negative 47 degrees. His wife is completely bundled up bitching about, let's go in the house, let's go in the house. (laughs) And he has no gloves on, no facial stuff on, and he's just standing there in a a shirt. uh,
1: What was his – his blood volume to vodka
0: ratio. <laughs> no, he's just an old guy and he's just throwing up cups of water. Cause it looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm wanting to say like you could be exposed to space for short periods of time and not die. Yeah. We'll look, maybe we'll look that up on the break. I'm sure they yeah.
1: did. Of all, oh, did it hit the corner? No. Uh, we're, looking the, uh, <laughs> we're looking at the, we're looking at the,
0: the check uh, signal
1: cable box that's floating around on this monitor right now. Yeah, oh. It's only
2: showing, it's like a little screensaver thing. Oh, like, yeah. It's bouncing the, around. Yeah. Know.
1: It hits the corner and bounces it's like off.
2: Really, really slow pong.
1: That yeah. was, the, <laughs> that was, uh, that. Was, I told Ron that I was going to be watching it, And if I saw it hit the corner, is there was an episode of the American version of The Office mm-hmm. where uh, Michael Scott's doing this meeting and there's this big TV back there and it has the DVD thing yeah. and, and they during meetings all the rest of the, the office crew they're sitting there watching and then they just start cheering because it hit in the corner
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome Taking I thanks.
1: think the meeting broke up right after that everybody was congratulating each other Michael's just standing
0: thanks.
2: up thanks yeah they were applauding him
0: yeah. so I think Going back to the expanse a little bit, so the the thing that's starting to resonate with me is like with the same that's starting to resonate with all the characters is like who's behind all this, this big conspiracy thing that's going on. Who go, is go, the driver? Goldman of Sachs. The, Goldman Sachs probably in the future, mm, Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. because it doesn't seem. Um, like, so there's the you know the the, the the three factions or four factions I guess are Earth, Mars, the Belters, the OPA, which is their ira terrorist organization um, we, we we like to call them freedom fighters yeah but it didn't even seem like the butcher in, la- in the last week's character knew like who was behind all this no so it didn't seem like the driving of this is all um known it's like an unknown organization or unknown well, entity
1: as, as you know any good show has a certain amount of foreshadowing they keep on bringing up the mormons i'm like come on Give him a break. Give Mitt Romney a break.
0: <laughs> is no, it the Mormons? Destroy Mitt Romney. <laughs> That'll be the last episode. will be called Destroy Mitt Romney. That's right. Tiny face but I don't think that. you were here, Ron. Like their, uh, their titling for the, the episodes is really, really cool. Yeah, um, and really, really nice, and it adds a little bit of spice to that episode. Unlike Orphan Black's ridiculous, <laughs> Crazy, ridiculous titles, yes. Which yeah. um, I think they have a, a random generator that just puts a bunch of words <laughs> and like, yeah, that's oh my god, that sounds so cryptic. Dictionary words, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Granular
1: <laughs> degrees of mama banana. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Which some of those episode titles for Orphan Black are that word. That yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God. So I'm I'm. <laughs> Keep watching and you can to try to catch up. It's yeah. only on episode 6. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should be able to catch up in a week or two, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's good. Yeah. We likey.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I like it. I, I I had to talk to Indira to to trying it and now she's she's hooked, so.
0: Well, and so that's what like oh, she I likes, never she, bring up like likes, when I try to talk to you guys one? about that's, this is now here's my frustration there. for going back years. I try to talk tell you guys this is a tv series i know that you will love blacklist for him yeah. what it god what have i been trying to get i've been trying to get you guys to watch deadwood and a couple others for years i'm when i'm making my recommendation i'm telling i'm ta- tailoring it to you yeah. it's not something that i love that i think you should love too i something i love and i'm like i know ron and ginger would love this and you yeah. guys are so resistant sometimes <laughs> to actually watching it It drives me a little bit. It's not just,
2: you know, it's not the resistant factor. It's, you know, it's the the ginger factor of, of being able to, like, actually fit in a show. With her
1: sleep schedule,
2: <laughs> I know that's the only thing. But know.
0: I'm I'm glad that she's hooked on the show, or at least likes it. Yeah, it's really does, really good. She does like it. God, can, I hope it has a good
1: run. Can you get her those uh, like Google Glass where she could just stream? To the, <laughs> she could just be <laughs> in a a sitting, sitting there.
2: If I could like if yeah. I could get it where she yeah, while well, she can sleep and the like, you know I could watch the show and I could just like pour it into her brain. So the next morning she's like, oh that was pretty
0: good. <laughs> or like in whatever like sleepy time tea she drinks, start putting some meth in it or something. She'll watch the TV shows, she'll fix the toaster, she'll right. do all kinds of cool stuff. Well,
2: you know, she's already doing the, uh, the the dual sleeps because she has this thing sometimes where she wakes up at like about 3 a.m. and can't get back to sleep, so she's up till like 3 to like 5, and then she falls back asleep for an hour. And so, I always kid her on her second sleep. So, okay, between your first and second sleeps, wake me up when you're up on your, between your sleeps. Wake me up and we'll, we'll watch something. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: There you go. Yeah, you know, maybe uh, that'll help you. Or over. you her, watch her. something that while she's asleep with the thought that when right. she wakes up, then she will then watch it. Yeah, okay. so, yeah. I, well,
2: I want to watch this. And so when you
1: wake up from your middle of the night, then we'll yeah.
0: watch this
2: episode. Her
1: second sleep dance card is all HGTV. <laughs> it's like uh, property brothers. And yeah, there's
0: nothing more frustrating. And I don't experience that on a regular basis where I wake up and then I can't get back to sleep, but there's nothing more frustrating than the midnight wake up. And you don't fall asleep till 4 a.m. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, And yeah. then you're like at 6 a.m. and the alarm's going off, or in my you're case probably 5, 5.30. the next day, yeah. F yeah. that,
2: I hate it. Yeah, she's, she's having that having that issue. Not all the time, but
0: from time to time. And I that's one of the reasons I stay up late, so late most of the time, because I don't want to avoid that. When I would right. bed, dude, all my body, like, Crash. That's you know. the
2: thing. If you go to bed too early, yeah, you'll yeah, wake if you, up. If you, woke, you know, was crash at 10 o'clock, you know, and then, yeah, all of a sudden 3 a.m. Ding. Oh, well, and away, that, you know? that's, that's,
1: that's the worst thing. You got the alarm set for like. Say seven o'clock, and you wake up five forty-five. I guess I'm up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, because there is no. I still have to watch Good
1: Morning America or some shit this morning. (laughs) Because sometimes you wake up and you know you're in that half that half dream state, and you know you can nod right, roll over, nod right back out. But if if my eyes crack all the way open, might as well go in there and watch an episode of something. (laughs) Yeah, when when you
2: wake up with like total clarity, like ding and like. You know, instantly your brain is like going like, oh." Fuck.
0: I yeah. hope my goal is to wake up someday with total clarity yeah. I thought you was going to wake up with total clarity you will so receive you. total consciousness yes alright so just we're just out at an hour let's uh, listen to why do old movie people talk weird He's gonna, dude's going to go into specifics of the transatlantic accent a transatlantic accent yeah exactly Cover. <laughs> let's Coffee. go down to the
1: soda shop and pull a sarsaparilla <laughs> <laughs>
0: See
4: <laughs> Listen Walter Listen I made a great reporter out of you Hildy But you won't be half as good on any other paper And you know it any We're a team That's what we
0: are <laughs> never, 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 You need me and I need you And the paper needs me Sold Americans
4: Oh, all right, go ahead. Listen, Walter, please. If you've ever heard old movies or newsreels from the 30s or 40s, then you've probably heard that weird, old-timey voice. This type of pronunciation is called the transatlantic or mid-atlantic accent, and it isn't like most other accents. Instead of naturally evolving, the transatlantic accent was acquired. Now, this means that people in the United States were taught to speak in this voice. Now, historically, transatlantic speech was the hallmark of aristocratic America and theater. In upper-class boarding schools across New England, students learned the transatlantic accent as an international norm for communication, similar to the way posh British society used received pronunciation, essentially the way the queen and aristocrats are taught to speak. It has several quasi-British elements, such as a lack of roticity. Now, this means that mid-Atlantic speakers dropped their R's at the ends of words like or clear. They'll also use softer British vowels, dance, instead of dance, for instance. Another thing that stands out is the emphasis on clipped, sharp T's. Now, in American English, we often pronounce the T in words like writer and, and water as D's, but transatlantic speakers will hit that T like it stole something writer, water. <laughs> But again, this speech pattern isn't completely British, nor completely American. Instead, it's a form of English that's hard to place, and that's part of why Hollywood loved it. There's also a theory that technological constraints helped Mid-Atlantic's popularity. According to Professor Jay Oberski, this nasally clipped pronunciation is a vestige from the early days of radio. Receivers had very little bass technology at the time, and it was very difficult, if not impossible, to hear bass tones on your home device. So what happened to the transatlantic accent? Well, linguist William Lebov notes that Mid-Atlantic speech fell out of favor after World War II as fewer teachers continued teaching the pronunciation to their students. That's one of the reasons the speech sounds so old-timey to us today. When people learn it, they're usually learning it for acting purposes rather than for everyday use. However, we can still hear the effects of Mid-Atlantic speech in recordings of everyone from Katharine Hepburn to Franklin D. Roosevelt, and, of course, countless films, newsreels, and radio shows from the 30s and 40s. Now, see here, Mr. Weathersby, there's no more money in dog racing. The future is radio. You hear me? Radio. There yeah.
1: we go. So, and the thing I like about it the most is that we were both right. Yeah. You was mostly more right. I was like 98% right. Uh, but I had to, I, <laughs> I, only
0: I, because before when you brought that up, I had to watch this video like the week before. Yeah.
1: and But uh, I... I caught the portion about yeah. the bass. Uh, uh, apparently, Rock, Rock Group Fos, Fosgate wasn't wasn't created <laughs> until the no. early 60s. Yeah, yeah
2: so, thumping yeah. bass. Doom, oh, doom, later. doom, Boom, 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 right. bass. We're going to take a break.
1: How low can you go? <laughs> Maybe I already am. Ooh. <laughs> that was deep thoughts with
0: Ron. <laughs> Ron Handy. Ron Handy.
1: Honda. Mm-hmm. Ron Honda. Ron Honda. Do you have Honda.
0: another one there for us,
1: Mister Peach shirt? Mm. Is that peach? It's actually orange. I was about to say on, on the camera, on the camera yeah. it shows it as peach. Oh, yeah. I was about to say. I it's know not, I'm red, green, colorblind, but that looks <laughs> that looks pumpkin orange to me. That looks. Like man picking up trash on the side of the highway, orange.
0: Man in a prison jumpsuit, orange. (laughs) Right, yeah, it's
2: that orange, not not beach.
1: So you're saying that you were uh, captured by ISIS and was about to be beheaded on YouTube.
0: Yeah, somebody's making a killing, selling them all those orange jumpsuits. (laughs) Why? I don't understand. ISIS is the new black.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. New Netflix series. Where are they getting those? Did uh, did y'all read that article that after... The first hit season of Orange's New Black, a lot of uh, uh, prisons had to switch away from the orange jump shoes because they suddenly became fashionable. Fashionable, <laughs> and they <laughs> right. a lot of them went to the old like uh, oh brother, where are they? Oh, with
2: yeah, the, well, the, black and white stripes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, are yeah, you the,
0: are you a referee? Those stripes are going mm-hmm. horizontal, not vertical. A big thing on on their uh, deal is the uh, <clears throat> on Wednesdays we wear orange. Um, all the fans for Orange's New Black. And they watch the episodes, I guess, a lot of the fan sites. Oh, on okay. Wednesdays, we wear orange. When you said we, I thought. You, me? I thought you was talking about your work, and I was like, that is weird. That is weird. That would be weird. That would be very that weird. Would be weird. All right, so we've got. Let's see what we've got on the docket here. Um, Downton. You want to talk about it? Downton Abbey. You guys don't watch it? Do not watch that show.
2: That's, I do too bad. That's not probably going to be on the (laughs) The playing card. I watch it religiously Uh, with the wife. Yeah, dance card.
0: If you you don't do period stuff like on a regular basis. (laughs) 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 I'm not into period (laughs) stuff. I'm sorry. (laughs) Right. Exactly. That's (laughs) a lie.
1: Oh Well, only once a month. (laughs) Once a month. (laughs) Periodically, I'm into period stuff. (laughs) That's right. Once in every Mm -hmm. red moon. Okay, so...
0: See our episode two electric boogaloo. No, yeah. we're <laughs> uh, him with a mic stand here in a minute, right? The, right uh, the theme of the
1: episode was pigs and where's marigold? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're still in wrap up. We talked about this last week that this is the last season, and it was well brought. Uh, Julian Fellows was the creator of Downton Abbey, yep. and he had said a long time back that you know it is very finite. And the end is coming and uh we'll be wrapping it up because he's got another period piece. He's working on the Roaring Twenties in the in America that he is developing uh for TV. Um so and it may be for BBC as well. But I think I think that's interesting that they're ending in sort of the Roaring Twenties and it's uh down times in uh in in good old England, the motherland. But uh the Roaring twenties in America It'll be on an uptick, I'm assuming. You know, flappers and all that stuff. So, um, I thought the episode was okay. It's it's wrapping it up mode. Yeah. No no big surprises. I I kept on the the people that are living as workers on tending that section of farmland that had adopted Marigold, Edith's illegitimate daughter, and then she took her back. I was like, I kept on thinking to that mom... That farmer's wife, the mom, says, "Just leave her alone. Just leave her alone. Just leave her alone. You're gonna get kicked off the farm. Just leave her alone." Mm-hmm. No,
0: nope. you decided to kidnap her,
1: <clears throat> but she just needed a cuddle.
0: Yeah, and so the uh, and so yeah, she's their family's screwed. That decision screws her family over, and they have to leave. The land of gentry kicked them out. News at eleven. I could do this all day. That voice. I, I, you will probably get hit with a mic stand if you do that all day. I am hoping against <laughs> <guess> hope. <laughs> um. Yeah, but it's in that it's. I think this is going to accelerate. Yeah. Where they're wrapping everything up and closing everything up, and that's kind of like a bad way to end, in my mind. Like to 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 wrap everything up, then it does feel like it's closure. If there's a certain amount of that out there that's like unsaid or halfway told. Then, as a fan of any this show or any other show, then you can kind of fill in the blank, you know, yeah. after the fact, and it allows for some uh, some thought around. Well, I wonder how, what happened with this, or how that was resolved. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping st- it doesn't end up where everything's in such tidy of a bow that you're like, oh, mm, yeah, weird.
1: I thought that um, that Edith, because the guy that she was involved with, that she had the the marigold out of wedlock with that he had went off to like switzerland or something he was trying to get his wife was in a mental institution and it, you know it wasn't a real marriage anymore but that was sort of different times back then they couldn't just say break a straw and I say i divorced the three times or whatever they you know he had to go to switzerland maybe i'm thinking of islamic law i don't know No, he didn't go. he
0: it. went to germany and he remember they find out that he was killed during um one of the 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 riots in germany or something like that or he was abducted oh the they hear we weimar, weimar weimar weimar, they, weimar? They, i like to if i it remember weimar. correctly they hear um the wiener republic that's where you <laughs> the i think they <laughs> only get, once a month without be, having his head sent back um i think they get pretty solid news that he was killed in some type of it like it's like the
1: blacklist. They cut off his thumbs and just sent those back to open, yeah. a, open the safety deposit. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, thumb scanning technology.
1: I keep Don on. I, I forgot about that. I keep on hoping maybe he's he's alive and he comes back.
0: I'm pretty sure they're dead. That they heard back that he's dead. He had. If I remember, three years ago when that happened. Contractual object <laughs> obligations. I yeah. have to. I have got to be on this other show. Yeah, I got to move along. I'm going to be on the show that I'm leaving. This one of the most successful shows internationally I'm gonna go be on the show that fails real quick that's right I'm starting with somebody named
1: uh what is his name he was on uh LA (laughs) David David Caruso David Caruso we're we're co-billing it's a new (laughs) series called luck some douche from
0: (laughs) Downton Abbey and David Caruso starring in uh you'll never you'll never like it some douche from Downton Abbey (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I can't say that I'm being really entertained or because it is in such wrap-up mode
1: yeah. Um I used to really like the series, but now I've said about half the time i I go into Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise mode where I'm just looking at my phone and then oh, that's me. <laughs> So yeah, I, I I do a lot of like multitasking surfing on my phone while I'm Well watching. Downton's
0: on. Yeah.
1: More than before I would watch it straight through, but now sorry. You're losing
0: me. Fafari. Fafari.
1: But they're um tonight right after uh, they have a, there's this new show that's a it's a period piece called uh Mercy Hill I believe I'll, let me look it up real quick it is um I think it's going to be the next Downton Abbey they they say man all this ad revenue we love it PBS mm-hmm. we love it um I'll look at it did you look it up already
0: <clears throat> I don't think I don't think Mercy Hill's the name of it oh no that's not bringing anything up uh, Except for Mercy Hill, Greensboro, North Carolina. P-B-S. Oh,
1: yeah. Mercy. Uh, Mercy Street. That's it. Mercy Street,
2: yeah. New. PBS. New
1: it's year. an American drama. Uh, to star Josh Radner, Mary Elizabeth Elizabeth Winstead, Gary Cole, uh, Gary Busey. <laughs> um what awesome <laughs> would that fucking be? <laughs> if Downton Abbey was
0: yeah, yeah. had is, was, was, messed Busey. up. Gary Busey. And, hey, what's going on in here?
1: <laughs> that would be uh, just barbecuing my nuts on Broadway.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that would um, be super fucking cool, man. So uh, it's called a mashup.
1: PBS announced acclaimed directors Roxanne Dawson and Jeremy Webb for Scott Free executive produced series. Um, it is the uh a uh, Civil War based drama officially named Mercy Street. The series is produced by Ridley Scott, executive produced. Um, <clears throat> He's got a lot of stuff
0: a lot of fires in there. Yeah, he yeah. Does. Some David, Himes in the fire.
1: David Zabel, uh, who did production who produced ER. So it's got some He's big got names. those
0: two movies. He's got Man in the High Castle.
1: Uh it's gonna it's only gonna be a six part series. Mm-hmm. So it's just a little mini series. Um it is the first American drama to air on PBS in more than a decade.
0: Follows the lives of two volunteer nurses on opposing sides of the civil war. That's right. Hmm. How I, this is Josh Radner.
1: He's some of the stuff he's been on. How I met your mother, how I met your great, great grandmother. <laughs> that's what he, what he really meant. So that's, that's coming on and they're, they're lining it up to lead right into it from their strongest show ever. <laughs> ever. So, um, that's on tonight. I, we put it on to record just to see sort of what it's about. Yeah, no. Six-part series, so, you know, we can do that. But, like you said last week and the week before, we are entering the deluge time of shows coming back, it's and coming, it's, you have to pick quick. and choose. I yeah. told Brian last week that Supergirl didn't make the cut. She's going to have to be viewed at a later date on streaming. Because, <laughs> well, yeah. man, I was so like, Did
2: you CBS cancel it?
1: or No, no. I just I canceled it. <laughs> oh, you canceled yeah, it. I yeah, I just didn't have the time. I had it on yeah. my DVR. And it's
0: nut like, cutting time, boys. Yeah, it's <laughs> like,
1: uh, man, I'm going uh, to say. Wheat over
2: here, March, chaff over April
0: here. and May are going to be crazy with the number of shows that are on all at the same time. Yeah, yeah no, I We still watching
2: Supergirl. Like, we watch Supergirl. Scott and I watch
0: it. Yeah. yeah. We're on episode. We're still DVRing it. Clothes all over it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's loving
1: it. That's the target market. Yeah. It's yeah. gotta be. You know. I am not the target market <laughs> <laughs> for that. So I, I was like as after about like the, the eighth or I think it was up to the ninth episode or 8th eight, episode and I was like every episode is familiar. Yeah. Ah, okay, I got it. I got the gist of this. <laughs> yep,
2: that's how it's gonna go. Well, the last one we watched with the with number I think it was number six with the red tornado was kinda like, mm, yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, we're it's good, gonna, good for kid fair, but you know, I'm going to fight you, but let's go over to this abandoned area first. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, I'm going to tear all this good shit up. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is the back lot. We, we only get backlog. We're just a TV show. <laughs> <after> a <laughs> <lot>. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so Downton Abbey. Yeah. So pigs lead trouble for Edith and Marigold. Yep. Thomas gets a hint. Uh, Anna has a secret appointment. She's going to get her womb stitched up so she won't keep dropping miscarriages. Hmm. Yeah, Good that, for her. That, that was the thing. They, she went and, uh, you know, just imagine the going to the doctor's office back then, prim and proper.
0: Okay, feet up in the air. Let me see it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see your stuff.
1: Open so, your legs and
0: cough. I, I do feel like this season is going to be a little bit of a snooze fest. Yeah.
1: Well, and the, like the with Grandmama and uh, the – She's the uh, best part of the show. Well, and they're, they're in this big snit over – Obamacare or whatever it is, <laughs> <laughs> right? The hospital, yeah. The hospital, whether, whether the hospital's going to be taken it, over by the the regional. by York,
0: oh, yeah, by or York. That it's still going to be run by the village and all that stuff, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: So, it, it, but that you know, that's the theme of times are changing. So, Bob Dylan should have wrote a song
0: about that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Maybe added these in front of it. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. guy.
0: That's good. So, um, Orphan Black's coming back, Aprilish. Yeah, we yeah. just watched the preview. Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, very, very uh, nondescript <clears throat> cryptic trailer.
0: <laughs> right, so what I've read is that there's a new clone coming. The awakening for this particular clone predates, um, what's our main clone's name? Um, Sarah. 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 So this clone has been self-aware that she's a clone for quite some time. And is like like before everybody else, before Sarah everybody else, Beth before Sa- and, Sarah and Beth, and everybody, everybody figures yeah. it out. Yeah, and maybe even aware from the beginning that she was a clone. That's the the articles are talking about that, and that'll be the big introduction in terms of like she'll be like an ultra Sarah, I guess. Around um, she's been out there, and I guess she's been trying to avoid this whole situation and somehow get sucked back in. But that's what the the stuff has has been read, and I think it. I think that article was maybe from either the writers or one of the producers that was talking about, hey, it's going to or maybe it was a video that I watched them getting interviewed. It's going to be interesting to see how this new one that has been around for even longer and self aware integrates with the group as you know, it's kind of come together, but that'll be this season's, I think, new. She's in her late sixties, chain yeah. smoking. Mm-hmm. Wow, back when
1: I was a clone. Back, <laughs> back in my day. Back when Dolly was the big talk on town.
2: <laughs> you remember the sheep. Talks like one of the Simpsons sisters. Marge Simpson yeah. sisters. Yeah. 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 So that that'll be You're interesting. Right. I'm mm-hmm.
0: totally looking forward to it. Um yeah. and I almost feel like now I don't need another clone introduced.
1: Well they do not want I don't wanna I don't wanna see uh Sanchez Dirty Sanchez brothers anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. That one's gone. Yeah. Are they gone, gone, gone?
2: No. They're not gone. They're not gone. All don't, go, yeah. Don't, don't call it a clone. have you
0: not watched season three? Yeah, I have. Okay. But are they gone, when, gone, 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 gone? All of when them? When you say Dirty Sanchez, are you talking about the the clones? There's only one left. The male clones, yeah, male clones. Yes. But,
1: man, they're they're like uh, they're like roaches, man. If you see one, you know there's got to be about eighteen more in the walls. Maybe, and,
0: and I hope they don't bring a bunch of that back into. I same. thought that was super yeah. unnecessary to begin with, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, but of show if I remember starter, correctly, series season three only there was only one left because they were they were dying like flies because of the whatever the sheer stupidity <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, they had that ticking time bomb their jeans would just start falling apart and yeah. they would go all mental and stuff coughing up blood and die. they weren't using the new CRISPR, and that guy was not nearly technology. able to carry the 10 clone thing like no. like she does so i'm no. kind of done with that yeah and i almost feel like the cast of characters that we have is enough it's like bringing in if they did tried to introduce another cast member for firefly or somebody yeah or something a show like that you're like do I really need that? I mean, I get it that there's clones out there, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of satiated with the clones that I have.
2: And it gives you know it gives her just another opportunity to play a slightly different character. Yeah, it's,
0: you know, for her. And when do they run out of like stereotypes for her to roll out there? <laughs> you know, like fifteen. Yeah. We haven't would, it, would it, we have a germ, had a German one that got killed.
1: They had the they rolled out just for briefly in one episode one that was transitioning to a man and then That's uh, what I thought uh, you I'm were so, talking about Dirty Because yeah, she uh, had that horrible mustache. Right, yeah, the like, guy, yeah. I'm sorry, you Sarah. didn't you did not receive a call back for the next episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you still in the lobby? You need to leave. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, that was that was security just security. Please like, ask. Oh, but yeah. one thing I wanted to talk about. They did
1: an Insta poll on that.
0: <laughs> Gone. Yeah. Um, Downton Abbey I watched that. Uh, uh, the character, the the I can't remember the actress's name that plays Mary, um, Lady Mary, and she was in Nonstop with Liam Neeson. The thing, uh, and I thought oh, she was going to be one of the main characters, and she was just like a bit player in there. Not a good, not a great movie. Not not a terrible movie.
1: It, it came and went. They, they pimped it up like she was the main. No, I know. And
0: that's why I said, you know, cause I, when we were doing the last week's podcast, I thought, you know, yeah. what is their careers going to be like post Downton Abbey ending? So I thought, well, that's cool. I'll check this in. And, and, and no, she was just a bit player in that movie. Hey, have you seen
1: me? I've been heavily featured in trailers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I think the trailer may have all of her, Uh, time screen or screen time in it I'm pretty sure about that Um, not a great movie but that was just kind of an interesting thing
1: sort of we we talked about this last week there's a new film out uh, since Tom Hardy is getting all this buzz for his supporting role in The Revenant Uh, he's in a new film called uh, Legend and it's about uh, some gangster a gangster brother's He's yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Did you just Did We that?
0: talked about it two podcasts ago when yeah. Ron was here. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't remember if it was yeah. last week or the week he was here. So we're going to be screening that. Uh, they're doing the film and art uh, screenings. We're going to be watching that this week. And he plays, uh, Tom Hardy plays both brothers, the yeah. twin brothers. And the brothers are vastly different. If yep. you've seen the trailer for it. And he's getting a lot of buzz off that role. The movie, it it's... Uh, it's getting sort of a wide range of reviews. Well, and I think
0: about that too because um, it, this is the third time it's been done, that story. There's the Craze. The Cray twins. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, no, twins, yeah. That's, yeah. Whatever we call the Cray Twins. Yeah, that's one, it's called the Craze. Well, and it
1: was, it was adapted from a book, The Profession of Violence The Rise and Fall of the Cray Twins. Yeah. Spelled with, with a K. Sort of like crazy glue if you
0: have psychotic (laughs) brothers that have a hard hat and you try to glue them to a steel beam. To a big
2: steel beam above your head. Mm -hmm.
0: And then it's got four or five big documentaries have come out on the craze in probably the last 10 years. So it's really a story that's been beat to death. And i was surprised that they did it. Everybody knows, if you're kind of into that gangster, that London gangster thing, everybody knows that story to death. And I think that's why it didn't do real well. I'm um, like at the theater because it's it's been done. It's been done again and again. It's almost like uh, snatch. <laughs> yeah, well, layer, layer cake. <laughs> yeah, if it was it's it's been done. Um, but his performance is out of this world. Yeah. So if anybody On who's both a fan, brothers.
1: anybody who's a fan of uh, actors that can carry off multiple characters, uh, check out Legend because uh, if you like uh, Tatiana Maslov in uh, Orphan Black. Uh, you'll love the Tom Hardy as the Cray Twins. Yeah.
0: Fantastic uh, job saying her name and not swallowing your tongue. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I
1: I was I said it in my head before. Concentrate I was <laughs> like, okay, let's not, because, you know, in, in the military, they would just call her Alphabet. Yeah. So, yeah, um, proud of myself.
0: Yeah, so I can't wait for the show to come back. I really want to see where um, the crazy, crazy uh, clone goes this season because she was so cool last season. Well, you saw in that,
1: that teaser is that she didn't say anything, and it's like, how much blood does she have around her mouth? Well, and I face? think that was <laughs>
0: actually a flashback to the scene in the hotel when it f- first shows that she's doing the scaration stuff on her back. Oh, okay. Um, How'd she get all the blood around her mouth? I don't know. She's, I don't know, eating people, going cannibal on them. <laughs> I don't know. I may actually <laughs> see if I can fit in rewatching Turn. season three before this. Good luck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: Terminus. <laughs> she was a she was a resident of Terminus for a while. But
0: uh, that's one of the things. Definitely, <laughs> it, but it, it does seem like it's been forever since we had our last true orphan black talk on here.
2: Yeah. The uh, official show of the podcast.
0: Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's our, that was was for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're watching so many shows that's going on, and so we're a little bit schizophrenic. It's still ol- the original. Riddle. It's the original. the original one
2: we touted from day one. There you go.
0: Yeah.
1: If if we considered it a And temp, probably the only temp. show
0: that you kept bugging me to watch, and I finally yeah, exa- watched it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it is
1: the tentpole that keeps this podcast together. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the tie that binds. The glue. The glue that keeps your helmet to the steel beam. <laughs> exactly. So Game of Thrones is coming back. Yes, I started watching because uh, I, I dropped off. Uh, How many seasons of that s- are there? This is season five? S- this is season six Se- coming up. Season six? Yep. God, Lord. And uh, I, we uh, we had faded out, uh, dropped off at the end of season three, so we're powering to catch up through season four, season five. Luckily, it doesn't come back until, what would you say, April? hmm So uh, we got time. Even in the deluge of new new shows, we have have Time. Time.
0: It's ten episodes. Time. Ten expensive episodes, I'm sure. Yeah. I think every episode, or every season, has been ten episodes.
1: There was a lot of chitter chatter that on the on the on the internets that hopefully yep. George Martin was going to get that next book ready. And uh, just recently, as Brian was talking about uh, on the during the break when we was uh, refreshing chips in our face, um, chocolate chips and tortilla chips. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That uh, no, he's not going to be finished. It's not going to happen. Yeah, so uh, they're gonna. They're it's okay. He I'm, and we'd heard I think last year near the end of last year that he had talked to the showrunner and the executive producers and gave them sort of some top secret bare bones of the way he thought some things were going to go in the next book. But it's gonna it's going to uh, be sort of like a alternate universe.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I would think it would be because you know when. The, how long their schedule's got to be. You know, they start writing a story. He gives them bare bones. They've got to start writing scripts. Yeah. They've got to put, you know, get um, locations in order and blah, blah, blah. I mean, he, he can't come back to them and say, Hey, no, I made a major change. Yeah. They're already in flight. I mean, they can't stop.
1: Cause I, I did not realize cause I'd watched a uh, season four episode one uh, way back uh, a little bit after the season had aired. And then I just never caught up with the rest of season four. Spoiler alert for anybody who's if you're not if you don't know by now, man I am so glad that little fucker Joffrey is dead. Oh, oh, oh my good! I was I was I was. And kudos I was,
0: to the kid, the acts, the the actor. But fuck, he's just yeah, he's so annoying. Well, yeah,
1: he's like he's like uh, um, Malfoy on the Harry Potter movies. It's <laughs> in in re, in real life. Both uh everybody involved with those those actors say that the guy who played Joffrey and. uh um, Malfoy on the Harry Potter, the nicest, best, yeah. hardest working guys in the world. But man, they play their role so well; they're hated. And that guy who played Joffrey, he said that after whenever, I think this was before he was killed in season four, episode two. Um, that whenever he left the show, if he ever left, you know, whenever he left, that he he's out doing like charity work, and he's
0: got nothing on. Yeah. imdb he,
1: and he's he is taking a break from the industry f- for now and he said it's not really because he you know it's a role and he's gotten a lot of kudos for how well he played it for how hated he is and that whole that and that whole episode two that uh at the after the the party after the wedding and he's acting like such a dick and I'm like I'm like come on can we get somebody to stab him right now yeah <laughs> can somebody please stab this dude and then his name is Jack Gleason yeah to wow. the moon Alice I know
2: yeah. Jack, Jack, Jack? Is Jack Gleason <laughs> it's like run bandit run <laughs> yeah
0: when I get I'm gonna home, punch your uh, mama square in, in the, the mouth. There <laughs> <laughs> ain't no way you came from my loins. <laughs> so
1: yeah, he, yeah, and he had said before he had even left the show that he was going to take a break for a while and just he was really interested in doing NGO charity work stuff mm-hmm. like that. And apparently that's what he's doing because he I don't know if that's a, a bad thing that he was so hated. You know, everybody loved working with him talk behind the scenes because mm-hmm. they said man he is just a wonderful human being but boy he can play a dick room <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just that whole petulant child with too much power Stormy, and nasty. and no morals and right. it was man he was awesome so yeah. i was so glad he was choking on the ground i was like yeah
0: die motherfucker yeah it was a little cigarette it's like Pfft, i'm good yeah. i'm so much better now i've peaked. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm ready for it to come back. I think one of the coolest things, um, and I can't remember if it was it wasn't the last episode, but well, you haven't watched all of season five, have you?
1: Well, I've heard the chatter that uh, about the Army
0: of the Dead guy. That's uh, such a cool end, and I think that's I've the, heard a little, but yeah, yeah, yeah. he's spoiling everybody's, he's <laughs> alerting everybody for. Uh, I'm going to Here's how everybody dies in the end, Paul. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I know that everybody's going to die in the end. It's, but, a, it's uh, a race you cannot win, <laughs> Super cool
0: stuff. And I'm hoping that they really, budget wise, blow it out this last season. Yeah. And do some cool stuff and show the bigger. You know, before it would be like, oh, a battle happened. It would be like. Uh, because the battle scenes that are in the books are really, really cool. Yeah, um, Battle of the Five Armies. <laughs> yeah, the Battle of the Five Armies, the um, battle where the uh, the North destroys um, and they and and they capture Barak Halfhand you know the when they capture him and that's another book i'm just what's the fucking guy's name that has one hand now
1: oh jamie lannister
0: yeah lannister um gold steel gilded with gold yeah so when they capture him and his his army's destroyed and and all that stuff is there's really cool battle scenes in the book and they have not done any of them um one of the first big battles um they send out, and they really sell a character short, um, um, the dwarf character short. Oh, Tyrion Lannister. Yeah, Tyrion. He, his, his first big battle. Now, he does. they do show where he fights in the Battle of the Five Armies, but he never shirks his duty. I,
1: I don't know if that's the... I, battle of the Five Armies, I was joking. No, right. I know. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's the Battle of... of just making sure that It's we called the
0: Battle of it. the whatever sea is right there the bridge or something i don't remember the mid-atlantic where uh, they blow the ship up and they trap all the ships and stuff yeah um and then use the greek fire yeah so that's super cool and then his first battle he goes into battle and rides into battle and and does wells knocked off his horse kills a couple people he does have to get kind of rescued because he's dehorsed and stuff if i remember correctly well in the fucking tv series they show him he's like oh i'm gonna go fight and then like somebody that's riding by accidentally hits him in the head with a hammer or something like that and knocks him unconscious and yeah. i was like what a short sell on the character like he he's not a coward the character's not a coward and that oh. just really killed me that some of that stuff didn't translate yeah he's, but that's how they shortcutted it by fucking the character over and you know he, what i mean
1: and uh, Tyrion lannister i love the the job that they've done portraying, except for like st- stuff like yeah. that, he's my favorite character. Yeah, he's my absolute. If you read the
0: book, character. it's extremely difficult with him and and Arya that that those two aren't the ones that you're reading the book for. That's
1: they're sort of the lynchpins yeah. that it's circling around because you know you have the him with the House of Lannister and uh, uh, Arya with the uh, House of Stark. Yeah, and, uh, and of course you got down. you got Bran off off uh, dr- off. Worgen out, in the, out in the. It will be interesting to
0: see because they do have sort of a battle of the five five armies thing coming up with all the sides, and you've got Arya down there um, becoming secret ninja person. She's trained. She's training with these magicians, assassins, the man of many faces. You know that character, yeah. Um, and uh, so she's kind of being tutored down there in the in the ways of all that. Um, you know, the dragon queen's about to come back with her army. The um, the three dragons <clears throat> yeah with the dragons um you've got all the other armies that are roaming around so it's going to be interesting to see and i hope it doesn't i hope they don't doubt nabby it i hope there's a ton of stuff left unturned yeah and i know he's always and martin has always said like i don't know how i'm gonna bring all this stuff together i think you find the four or five things that have to be brought together to make the story make sense and then leave all that stuff out out and then do you have this huge backstory yeah. leave us a front story to think about too I mean you don't have to write any more books but well, and you it don't, shouldn't be all history just doesn't end no it shouldn't be all tied up in a bow
1: well it's a continuum of of things that happen chain reactions of things and you know the, you should leave something up to the imagination I mean yeah, how, I do you, how else do you think great fan fiction
0: is born I know I know exactly and, and somebody could come in years from now and, and pick up that story, or there different stories could be done. Exactly, with like uh, this stuff that they've done forever with the Star Wars universe and all that extended stuff. Extended universe. Yeah. It's, they have a
1: whole. They have all these different writers that they assign to tell different parts of the uh, Star yep. Wars Extended Universe. And it's a hugely rich universe that uh, a lot of the fans love. And it really fills out the universe. And it gives. Disney just that much more opportunity to make just make money forever.
0: Yep. So that's I can't wait. It's going to be cool. It's really too bad you haven't been keeping up with this, Ron. If you started watching now, you might be done with the before he finishes that last book. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Super super cool series though. But I did want to switch around and and because you haven't seen it and you've been reading articles apparently and talk about Uh, making of a murderer. So, give us your take as someone who hasn't seen. Well, it, I haven't seen. I haven't seen
2: any of the press. it. Uh, just read different news articles on it, and the, uh, the the stories that are out right now are, of course, originally when, the, when it first kind of hit popularity, the first report started coming out it was basically, you know, the, the not necessarily the prosecution per se, but the I guess the authorities. Um, I don't know if I don't know if if the prosecutor's still there or if it's the sheriff in that area but the
0: prosecutor's been disgraced since then yeah. um but it's, it's, all the other law enforcement people are still there yeah i
2: think it's some of the law enforcement saying you're not getting the whole story here you're not getting the whole picture of and then and then a lot of the the dudes like uh, some of his family and the people have known him have come out ex you know ex-wife and of course you know you got to always think about well there's always two sides and somebody is does somebody have an axe to grind but still a lot of us come out and saying you know no this dude's Guilty. He, you know, there's too much. You know, there wasn't. There wasn't. um, You know, the 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 documentary. And you said this about documentaries, famously. You know, many times over, a documentary can paint a picture that it wants to paint. Mm -hmm. That it can. It can. You know, it can. It can show something that not necessarily is the case. Is not necessarily true. But it's how they how they frame it and edit it. Can can tell you. Can points present something as being the way it is and people watching oh well that's you know that's true that's true with
1: any any media and any simply telling a story of like a friend told you what he did last night it's like the telephone game is that you're going to it's you're going to not use the exactly what he told you memory is a fallible thing and then you talk about this Brian It said that this uh, was done over 14 years and they have so much you have to condense it down yeah, yeah. So there's, well, a, there's, again, always, I, I, there's always a viewpoint, right? And, and anybody who says there's unbiased viewpoint, is not living in our real world.
2: Yeah, and, and it, it it it's up to the filmmakers uh, to to present, I think, all sides of the story and something like that. Yeah. Uh, to show that there's no bias there, because if you only present one side, then that's all the side you see in the documentary.
1: Well, well and bias is, it's not it's there's a gray area to bias as well it may not be overt bias it may just be choosing something over something else and it may not be a like a conscious selection of oh how you're weighing different things and then how it's perceived it's 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 a real subtle thing that you could be trying to be as you know this is this is just the facts ma'am you know that type of presentation but there's always going to be it's because it depends on choices that are made on well, what's and,
2: used and what's not used. True, and, and, but as also as a filmmaker, you know, you're you're pre- you can present a documentary that is tells a better story. Yeah, necessarily the boring. Well, there's some gray area here, and let's just tell it this way because it makes for a better, interesting. There's interesting it, film, there's
1: you know? two th- two hundred crates of notes to go through from of discovery stuff. Well, can you just give me the clip notes on that? <laughs> yeah, well,
0: I think, th- and I don't know if they made this the editing choice or the point of view choice before I can't imagine that they made it before or when they started, I think at some point they made it the choice that they were going to present the film that represented the case that was brought against him. So it, it, I think it's super disingenuous for the prosecutor to now come out and say, Hey, there's other evidence that's not in there when that, I think all of that evidence there maybe was one item, but most of the evidence, um was not presented at trial because it was um either ruled inflammatory or irrelevant or they couldn't get it in um or disconnected. So I think that that for me from the filmmakers and, and judging them, that I'm okay with that if they're gonna say, here's what the, the case that the prosecution put on. Yeah. Because I think that's that's a kind of a cool way to, to represent that as your decision maker does this go in does this not go in yeah um so i'm okay with that and i, and I also think it's like nancy grace fuck her in the face um was Can i please not <laughs> yeah no i want you to um <laughs> i'm already giving out hands yeah it was <laughs> the she actually was uh covering that when it happened 14 years ago um and so she immediately launched same hairstyle. He's guilty. He's guilty here. And she started this, this, and this. Well, everything. I was like, because I had already finished it. I that's fin- her. That's
1: that's her shtick. Though, but I mean.
0: again, she was doing the same thing. It was yeah. not stuff that made it into trial. Yeah. So I mean, in terms of uh, saying whether the filmmakers did or didn't do a good job, that's a super. um But I felt like her. Attack was poisoning the well, saying, "Well, look what they did." Well, they made a conscious decision. If it didn't make it to trial, it didn't make it into the film.
1: Yeah, and I like the way you put it earlier. Is that the judge was the arbiter of right what was allowable? I mean, he's the referee, and, and, he, and said, he
0: let some crazy shit in. Yeah, like and I think a lot most of judges judges would not have allowed a lot of the stuff he allowed in. Or allowed the proceedings to go in the way that they did, and And it would even even been a skinnier case. Well,
1: you know, you remember the craziness of the O.J. Simpson case, and Judge Ito. Miniseries coming out, Judge Ito. uh, Man, that was a that was a circus and a half, and they people were give a a sideline quarterback in that case because it was so public, and it's like, well, judges are just like anybody else is that you can have a plumber that is it has a great review on yelp or a bad (laughs) review on yelp i mean it's it's just because you're a plumber doesn't mean all plumber's the same just like all dachshunds are not the same just like the same anything is that you have different people that are in a job and their level of competency it, it, you, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad.
0: Uh, ABC is doing a, a mini series called "The People vs OJ." You,
1: but, uh, can are they trotting that thing out again? Well, can they I I think not let that go? It's
0: like think, a real TV series. Yeah. Thing.
1: Yeah. Wow.
2: Like a docu drama. Yeah. No,
1: I mean, I'm trotting the case out. It's like, is that not settled a at this point? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so I think what people should, if they haven't watched it, and the decision to not watch it is based on what the prosecutor and Nancy Grace and stuff that they're making a mistake. You have to watch the show, see what's there, go do whatever your research and post reading after the fact, um, understand why the filmmakers made the the film that they made. And it is fucking fantastic TV, but you will see, let's, let's take his guilt aside. You can say he did it. He didn't do it. Whatever. the, justice system is a fucked up thing. Well, and I
2: think everybody agrees that on the the first, the first time he went to prison wasn't, he was totally, he was innocent. Well, DNA proved it. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And the other guy had already confessed it. Right. So all that
2: was, all that was a big mistake. He miscarried to justice there for sure. Absolutely. They're just saying, well, maybe the second one is not, you know,
0: it's well, a, it's an type the, case. By that's the friend. thing. There is... in anybody who says, hey, I can look at the evidence or I can watch this and I can definitively say he did it or definitively say he didn't do it is a fucking liar.
1: There... I, I think anybody who... And this is... Of course, it's like anybody who has an opinion on something. If you were not a part of those whole proceedings and the, all those cases and sitting in there and looking at everything that was done, uh, your opinion probably means... The same as the opinion of Hobo down on... Did the jerk street, you know? (laughs) Does the
2: documentary go into why the jurors... I mean, think about it. This This is criminal law. So you have to find him guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. So do they explain in the series how the jurors came up with that he's guilty? He was guilty beyond a reasonable doubt?
0: Yes, because one of the jurors was excused on an emergency family medical emergency thing during deliberation um that's messed up dude made the decision and then, uh the murderer guy made the decision he could have chosen at that time for it to be a mistrial which he should have done or he allowed an alternative juror who's you know been sitting in the jurors box the whole time right, to right. go in and so the the juror that left as soon as he left I guess after to actually post conviction, has become a huge proponent of Avery and is all at all the free Avery stuff. And he says, he said, um, that when they took their first vote, there was only two people, one or two people, I'm going off memory here, that thought he was guilty. The rest of the room was either, man, I don't, I don't know. And there were four or, or were five like, people that yeah, were like, there's no way he did it. Yeah. And he said, I was the one of the ones that said, there's no way he did this. And I had to leave because of a medical emergency. But there were two or three really strong personality people in there, and they swayed the rest of the people and, and c- convinced them to vote guilty. He said, the juror that left said, I would have never, would I not have gone out on this medical emergency thing? He would have, it would have been a hung jury. So I would have never voted to be guilty. So it's basically his fault. Essentially. And the guy, the, I, the guy, the juror guy actually has a huge sense of remorse and guilt, and uh, you know, goes on and on in the interview about how he hates that this happened, and he feels responsible, and this thing happened in his family, and this guy's going to jail for life, and and all this stuff. So there's so much stuff to it. The jury, the jury, did not want to convict him. Based on what was put in the evidence.
1: But they got sort of coerced into it? Basically,
0: they got. Wow. And that's the way, that's another thing that in our justice system, that happens all the Mm -hmm. time where there's two or three strong personality people and they want to convict, no matter what. 12 angry men. and, And the rest of the group just gets browbeat into submission over two or three days of deliberation. It's like fucking fine. Get me out of here.
1: Guilty. I just want to hit the road. And I've heard that happens a lot is that it'll, the deliberation sometimes (laughs) takes so long is that people just give up and they're like, what do I have to say to get out of here? (laughs) I'm getting paid 40 bucks a day to do this crap. Just get me out of here.
2: And, and jurors can, I mean, we're all human They're human, just like the rest of us are fallible and they will make a decision, you know, based upon, what lawyer they like the best or what uh you know if they they looked at the, they don't like the looks of the of the defendant or i mean there's certainly different different things that can enter into it yeah. that have no basis really on the facts presented in the in the in the case well, i
0: can't remember exactly what he said but he said there were the two or three of them that they they from day one thought he was guilty and really didn't pay attention to what was going on they yeah. just were waiting till the end to come so that they could talk everybody into convicting him yeah um but yeah. that's so that's just one aspect the police force, he was at, whether he did it or not, the police force absolutely framed him for it. There's no denying it. Um, the other cops swear up and down. That evidence was not in there when I checked that room. I checked it three or four times. This cop came in who was one of the ones that had framed him originally in the original crime, and suddenly there's a evidence. There was a, the, the, these two or three cops were not supposed to be anywhere near the crime scene. They were not supposed to be happening. But every time these guys would show up, there's evidence against them. So that's, no, no ifs, ands, or about it but around doesn't dictate that he did it but they thought and he might have done it but they thought he did it and so they were totally willing to frame him up for it the second time too. Right. What is that old You and so I'm some saying you should watch it. It's like I, it's mind blowing. As soon as I
1: get as soon as I get a chance. It's like that old Dave Chappelle uh, comedy bit it's like wow that's a shame we shot him well sprinkle some crack on him Johnson let's get out of here <laughs> <All right. laughs> but
0: it's, it's uh, um, you know I don't know watching it I mean I have my, my heart was beating and I was angry and wanted to throw things at the TV and that's generally the way people react to it because the fact that our legal system is so fucked up right. sounds
1: like me watching Fox so, News and,
0: and that's why the Innocence Project exists and they have freed hundreds of people because yeah. people get framed up, or they're just in the wrong place at the right time. Hey, that guy's guilty, or lazy right. police work. And there's a, there's um,
1: a, such a still even with that innocence project there is such a backlog. Oh, there's no of, way they could touch of them yeah. of dna it would
0: take,
2: evidence that they take hundreds of lawyers the in, and the innocent project yeah. won't
0: you touch know? a case unless they're okay this is we can get done pretty fast this is easy there's dna evidence that we can go back and retest and we get this person out and that's yeah. not cheap either but watching the stuff with the west memphis three and how those kids were sent to jail and almost then they were coerced into false um you know admitting that they did it um the in seeing that have to take place over like 15 years or whatever those three movies were made. And if you haven't seen them, watch them. Very cool. Um, being so involved with Serial and Adnan Saeed. Man, people go to jail for prison for the rest of their life all oh, yeah. the time that didn't do dick. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't know whether Avery did it, this second murder or not. There's a lot of weird stuff in there. There's some stuff that maybe just appears weird in hindsight that a murder occurred. And maybe if a murder never occurred, no one would have ever thought that was a big thing his ex-wife came out the other day and said oh he did it he did it but she couldn't point to anything well and of course Nancy Grace is the one there interviewing her um like you know there's no he did it he didn't tell me he did it. i just know he did it or whatever her thing was saying um, well, that's gospel. And she comes off like for, a... Gospel for me. A complete idiot in the movie, too. The, uh, She's not a very bright Speaking person. of mm-hmm. several,
1: serial, because they're dealing with the Bo Bergdahl case in season two right now. Say uh, Bo Berg, Bergdahl ten times without right. <laughs> swallowing your tongue. Tatiana Maslow. <laughs> uh, they uh, just had... Um, on. I was listening to... I listened to the podcast every week, and they are going to every other week now with that new serial season two because of all the attention this is beginning, because of the court law,
0: the court martial is. Oh, they want to be going on. They want this thing to go out until this.
1: But, it, it, and that I'm sure that that has a little bit, but there's so much new stuff that they're trying to roll it in to uh, they're sort of course correcting. Because they're getting a lot more people that are really involved with the case that are willing to talk now because it's blowing up. And they said they may, they're going to every other week now with the episodes release them because they're having to go in and like i said course correct a, a, to a certain extent and they got so much new material they may be able to get even one more additional episode that they weren't planning for so that's going to be it's now every other week that yeah. they'll be releasing it
0: well i wouldn't doubt that as the court martial starts and i don't know how long a court martial lasts but they want the podcast to run concurrently with all that. they don't want to do in the podcast and then Still have the story unfolding, they looked right. at it the, they Afterwards.
1: looked at the calendar and shit, we started too soon <laughs> yeah. we yeah. didn't we didn't
0: peak. that's no, fantastic and and what i I do think this shows, if anything, serial and involvement and all the podcasts that have sprung up off of that shows the the power of the whole medium like you can take mm-hmm. um, stuff, and I would never be interested in doing serious <laughs> journalism in in terms of a podcast. But they can take stuff and take it out of the mainstream media, so you're not edited. You know, you can roll hours and hours and hours of of audio that people that are willing to dig into it a little bit. You know, it's not sound bites and oh, he's guilty or he's right. not guilty that you see on the that nine to o'clock be news, easily or, consumable, right. you know. And it can be done in detail. I think the sky's a limit as far as this stuff goes down the road, and I'm sure that all over the planet there are podcasts. Getting started, or or have been started, based on the success of that. I mean, there's three or four that I listen to that are spinoffs of Serial.
1: Yeah, well, we talked about that. Uh, there was that uh, uh, show on that got started just recently on the Discovery Channel called Killing Fields, and it was dealing with a cold case file in Louisiana of this uh, woman that was murdered. as She was a college student, and uh, I think it was in the '80s, and it was just. The guy, the detective, he just retired and it, it always bothered him. So they're tried to reopen it up and they have, you know, new DNA or oh, so, murder. And yeah. so I watched the first episode and I bowed out about three quarters of the way th- through because it was sort of lackluster. It, it seemed it felt very scripted. And it's like so this seems like a like a real world episode <laughs> or something. It didn't it wasn't very well done, I don't think. It was a compelling idea, but it, it was very stilted, and I, I didn't enjoy it, so I have so much to watch, I said,
2: yeah. It yeah, there's, there's so much, uh, so many cases out there, where, like Brian said, there's so many people that have gone to prison for very little, next to nothing evidence. Like, I'm reading a, I've am been reading a book very, at a leisurely, very leisurely pace, I've been reading it for months. Uh, Wild number two? A little, little bit here, there. Wild number two? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is um, a book called The Dreams of Ada and it's a story of Charles Babbage of uh, a girl that was uh, murdered uh, in Ada where I went to college in fact she was in college at the same time I was in the the early 80s yeah Ada, Oklahoma and uh, she was uh, abducted from a convenience store Uh, McAnally's convenience store which I used to drive by all the time Um, so you're saying he was at the scene of the crime uh, no are we I I wish, to, uh, are we witnessed have witnessed an
0: admission of guilt. We have, <laughs> yeah. we have a
2: break. Uh, luckily, luckily, it wasn't a black super <laughs> that was involved <laughs> in the crime. <laughs> so, it, was so, a, it was a pickup truck. <laughs> how did how did <laughs> Paul and Brian get murdered?
1: <laughs> well, there was an on air confession, and then this dude in this bright orange shirt just started cutting and slicing. But uh, she All
2: disappeared, and then the two, guys, the two guys they ended up pinning it on. Uh, there was no DNA evidence. There was no direct evidence linking him to this. They never found a body, and they, they eventually found it. Like after they were in prison for like ten ten years, they found eventually found her bones and identified it through dental records uh, in a way in a different, far apart area than where Ada outside of a, uh, a different area than they ever looked or ever thought these guys would would, would things they tried to pin it on them. And it's all what they pinned it on. Basically, the reason the book is called "The Dreams of Ada" is because one of the guys. Had a dream one night, and he made the mistake of when they called him for questioning of mentioning this dream that he was involved in her abduction. <laughs> and uh, why would
1: you? Hey, I got a, I got an idea. <laughs>
2: well, both these guys weren't the sharpest tools in the well, shed. Well, that's a,
0: that's the theme with. Making of a Murderer, the West Memphis Three, and I'm sure you're gonna say they get somebody in the box that yeah. they can sweat, they can sweat, who yeah. doesn't have the the wherewithal to think through, and can, oh. they, it is amazingly easy to talk people into doing false confessions. Yeah, and
2: that's what that's what happened. they basically got them into confessions, false confessions, and then once they had those confessions, boom, their fate was sealed. And if the guys could have just said sort of from day one, just said, "No, I'm not talking to you. I'm didn't do it, you know. Didn't, didn't do it. it. Wasn't there. If you want anything out of me, also to me, you know, either, you know, uh, bring me up on charges and then give me a lawyer. Talk otherwise, to my. Otherwise, I'm out of here. Talk
1: and to my if, court-appointed if
2: lawyer. If they would have stayed with that, they'd have been free men the rest of their lives. Right. So there's no evidence connecting them to
1: it. Right. And mm-hmm. in um, that's all. Sir, all just barest of circum uh, circumstantial evidence. The Truth mm-hmm. and yeah. Justice podcast.
0: Sucks. They they bring in um. An FBI expert and his his expertise is around false confessions, and they do an interview with him, and he said, "Dude, I, I probably a third of of confessions could be false, either in in whole or in part." Yeah. You know, it's it's amazingly easy to get people to admit to mm-hmm. under that pressure, especially when they're not the sharpest you know uh, pencil in the drawer to <laughs> <laughs> to, and that's how the West Memphis Three, Miss Kelly, one of the kids. His, you know his IQ is like 82. You're right. Well 83 is the demarcation line for like, you know, yeah. where to you say that Normal and that they they are in, into the, they uh, can't function at a high enough area. He's, he's right. on the
1: left side of the bell curve. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, you know, it that's always seems to be that thing. But it's interesting cuz I know you and I have had discussions around for documentaries are they accurately portraying the thing? Do they not ask the right questions a lot of the time? Do they get blinded by, they want to show a particular side of something that, um, and it's really easy to do. Well, and there's been a lot of psychological studies
1: that question the veracity of uh, eyewitness testimony. Oh, it's horrible. And and memory. Horrible. You think you remember something, Mm -hmm. your, your mind, you store away a certain amount of information and yeah, it's, it's not hundred percent. It, well, know? it's not a hundred percent. And then, have your memory palace. Then, yeah, the memory palace. We talked about that. <laughs> uh, your mind fills in the blanks. Yeah. On things and was the shirt red? Was it green? Was it blue? I mean, you got to deal with individuals like I am red-green colorblind. I can see the colors but not too sweet. <laughs> so it's like, you get my eyewitness testimony. Yeah, that was, I think that was a yeah. dark green Mustang. No, it's probably brown. <laughs> right. But yeah. like, so I don't know if, <laughs> yeah. if you and
0: ginger ever are going to get into watching making a Murderer. I want to watch it. Yeah. I've but don't, don't not watch it because of what you read in the, no, notes. no. Yeah, it is. I, it was one of the few things in probably over the course of this last year that I, I watched one episode and I watched five in a row. I was up till three in the morning, and it was a work day. And I went in tired as hell the next work, tired and angry the next. But day. then, like four yeah. or five people that work for me, they were all like, "Hey, have you seen this?" So, like instantly, <laughs> right. that's where everybody was talking. Right. And I was done like within three days. It's
1: got a huge, and it's it's still making a lot of waves, right? And people I think the thing, the most
0: important it. thing that that it the issue that it brings up is not to do with Avery at all, but to do the the, the massive. Ineptitude, corruption, and everything with our legal system. Right.
2: And that's what happens a lot of times in small town uh, law enforcement, unfortunately, is that uh, this is the problem, the thing with the Dreams of Ada, that book was, and uh, and then there was another case, Mm interestingly enough, that Stephen King wrote a book about, another one involving the Ada justice system. Um, uh, How'd you make it out of there alive? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> they so, couldn't find the bodies. He I think, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's called Innocent Man. It's one of Stephen King's only you know true true nonfiction books. You know, I think I've heard of An it. Innocent, I've read think most it's, of his stuff. In, in, innocent, innocent Innocent Man and uh this dude because of the book on Stephen king's writing actually his dna later exonerated him and got him
0: yeah the innocent man yeah
1: i've I've heard of it i haven't had a chance to read it
2: uh but it was the same prosecutor and the same you know law enforcement basically the same this guy was around the same time maybe a couple years before this this the, the dreams of ada guys the two guys that got sent away for that and those two dudes are still in prison they're still looking for they're still claiming their innocence and you know, one of the Innocence Project looked into them. It's one of those things, like I think you just said earlier. It's about time and money, and right. they, they realize there's no smoking gun and uh, evidence to get them out. So take they're, too they're, long, they're, yeah, they're Take not,
1: too many resources, yeah. To, yeah. And that's and, and they're like,
2: always said, you know, hey, if we had somebody that would work on this, great. You know, we they we'd love for them to do that. We'd work with them, work with them, but there's just other guys that were. The, the other thing that the
0: Innocence you know. Project runs into a lot of the time, is by the time it gets on their radar, because there's so much of this nationwide, that that person has already exhausted all or some of their ability to um, appeal. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to, and that's where um, Adnan Seed's case is, you have to find some Good, really good reason to get it to go back to court, and then right. you can bring up the sculptor. and they got turned down. I think those two guys, yeah. the guys at least, got turned down yeah. last time. And it, just
2: like no, the, the judge was like, "I don't
0: see any reason." And you'll see in end. in making of a murder how often it is within the power and the purview of the person, the judge that sent him there, mm-hmm. to continue to say no, no, oh sure, yeah, yeah. no, because then they're basically putting themselves up for an overturnment. And why would any sitting judge want that to be right. happening?
1: Well, and, and and it goes into the complexity of every individual's history, history as far as their work and the judge especially with right. judges and lawyers, the judgments and it's like they have to take a look at what kind of can of worms is this going to open up? It opens me up to the public eye mm-hmm. and what if I've made this person is made a string of very questionable decisions <laughs> that they know in their, they, it's like politicians. They're like, yeah, I think I may have embezzled some money, <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. nobody ever, cause I'm a small town politician. Nobody's Finally, ever cast- he
0: admits it is a small town politician. <laughs> I am yeah. a small town politician
1: <laughs> from <You> know, Ada <laughs> and
0: judges.
2: They can stay on the bench for decades.
0: Yeah. 30, yeah. 40 years. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're at right in an hour. Let's move. We can't not have today's without talking about fargo
1: yes and this dovetails into season one of fargo about inept policing Mm -hmm. uh, perfectly oh my gosh yes Uh, uh bob odenkirk probably the most inept not but he his ineptness is he's just not very bright he's not bright but he also refuses to uh listen until until it's almost too late
0: yeah well, I think in his mind, he is the small town sheriff. That's just like, hey, you pick up your trash. You know, that's his job. With yeah. the weather and all that stuff, that he's
1: yeah, we got a we got a blizzard coming in. Why do we? Would you leave Lester alone? Is <laughs> yeah. he not suffered enough? And just the,
0: leave him alone. Yeah. Leave Brittany alone. It's
1: uh, I've heard I had heard a ton of great things about Fargo. Just never got. It's on the FX channel. Never got on my radar to watch. And uh, I've I've blown through season one, and I'm so we'll just, talk
0: about season one to, to start with. Yeah, F- great cast. Allison Tolman plays Molly Solverson. Yeah, the um poli- the uh, woman uh, the police deputy. officer yeah the deputy yeah fantastic very reminiscent of the movie.
1: And this is uh, this uh, season one takes place in two thousand six.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, Martin Freeman plays Lester Negrand. And he plays Watson in the Sherlock series. And the Hobbit. And the Hobbit. And he's never going to get away from the Hobbit. Ne- mm-hmm. Listen, folks, never a, play a Hobbit. He's a tiny man, though. Yeah. He's great. He he's is fantastic. Great. He's great in everything he does. Well, you
1: want to talk about a, a, a character that changes in reverse order. Right. From this little meek thing into... The- Wow, you are a bad man.
0: <laughs> yeah, he eventually, over the course of that year, and becomes a very almost hardened criminal.
1: And you want to talk about a great psychotic character, sociopath, Billy Bob. Glenn.
0: Oh, Billy Bob is so good. And I don't like Billy Bob per se. He's a weird dude. Lauren, uh,
1: what is Lorne Malvo?
0: Yeah, Lorne Malvo. I don't even know that that's his real name. I think that's one of his aliases. They just stick with him. Yeah, he's like, he's um, like
1: a, he's like a hired hitman, basically. Yeah.
0: Um Billy but Billy Bob's great in that um, recording people. I know and that how weird that his his weird tick is what ends up blowing the whole case up at the end yeah, yeah, around recording all of his phone conversations yeah. they do
1: uh, the thing one of the things I really noticed and enjoyed about season one is they did a lot of foreshadowing yeah and they even foreshadowed talking about season two talking about the massacre of Sioux Falls, right. And I think it's really, there's a lot of moving parts in, in season one, a lot of characters. Now the massacre
0: in Sioux Falls is when Billy Bob goes to Sioux Falls and kills all those like 21, 22 people in that building. No,
1: they were uh, the, uh, uh, the deputy's father. He was talking about uh, in Duluth, he was talking about that one lieutenant that was a, a, a dumbass. Uh, that was given the guy who ended up being turned into postman and the, her father, he was a retired state trooper. And mm-hmm. he mentioned that said, yeah, there was, what was the weirdest thing? He was talking to Billy Bob. Uh, yeah. He said there was this, uh, this big mess up in Sioux Falls and that's what season two is Sioux Falls in 1979. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a foreshadowing of that. Cause they brought it up a couple of times of talking about the mess in Sioux Falls that's what they were talking about and that's what that was foreshadowing season two
0: cool i didn't catch that no where what city was was did, did he kill billy Bob i think it was kill? in
1: fargo when he went in and he went into that building and and uh it just key just showed and, it from key the outside. And, key and peel didn't see him <laughs> go in they were arguing those about lunch or something those guys are so, they did a, they did a really good turn in that show yeah
0: yeah no that was cool and i didn't realize who they were for a while
1: yeah as soon as i saw them i was like man i know key and peel i know who you guys are <laughs> but th-
0: that's what I, th- I i loved the people that are in it in season two as well but uh keith Carradine, i think was fantastic at the old dad running the diner yeah and um, the retired state trooper um the two killers from out of town the deaf guy yeah and then um
1: the other guy the, that's in all the Coen <laughs> Brothers stuff, yeah, and
0: he—he he, originally in Days and Confused, his first role, yeah. Um, how cool was the scene, the shootout in the whiteout? That was went, awesome. That was fantastic. That was awesome. Um, I—I I was really. Digging on that. You could barely see the ins and outs of everything, and everybody's isolated and scared. And there's gunshots all over the place. A lot, and, of,
1: lot of quirky humor in it, yeah. too. The guy with the bronzer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What you a way to go. your bronzer on
0: your ransom note. <laughs> <laughs> Flipped it over. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah it, it ends up how he ends up. How uh, Billy Bob sets him up. What a way to go.
0: But uh, the whole running thing between Billy Bob, uh, Melvin, or whatever his name was, and uh, Lester and how that – they're interacting and, and, and when how, Lester caught him
1: in Vegas. And, yeah. and the, do you really want to do this Lester? Yeah. Yes. You, I, that, sh- or that, no, that, that surprised me. I was not expecting what, no. what happened. No. To happen. I wasn't expecting that, was, that either. That was pretty, and I was like, Lester, just say no, just say no, get off the elevator. Lester, get off the elevator.
0: And he, he goes, yes, yes, yeah, it is. I, I think it is. <laughs> I think then, it is.
1: And then what the craziness that ensued. And Bad like, adult decision. That was a, that was a really good show. Good season. Season one. Have you seen any of it, Ron? Or, and you love pardon. Coen Brothers, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's very, yeah. It's very Coen Brothers. They're executive I will say season
0: two is more Coen Brothers than season one, if that really? makes yeah. sense. Really? It's a little bit over the top.
1: Um, Speaking of Coen alien, Brothers. Alien spaceships.
0: <laughs> Not bad. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay. What? And let's skip to season two. So what I really... I get it. It's in the 70s. Everything but what i don't need is the weird 70s split screen and all the stuff that like it's too much it's it's just not it's not a big thing but it's just too tricking it up for me show like you know they've got it sepia toned a little bit and um um, and everything in there looks authentic to the 70s and all the cars i I love that part of it but i don't need the split screen drive-in feel you know added in because it's yeah.
1: already there well and that, that's a, felt that was a little much that's a stylistic choice yeah uh, the, they it was had, a wrong one that they, they made they, mm-hmm. ha- they handled season one very authentic to the Fargo movie yeah and, and that's handled, what I liked and it was simple
0: great. good storytelling a, a bizarre cast of characters um, all these multiple threads going on I thought that, that all that I have no complaints about do you want to wake the dragon I do want to
1: <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton he, he's, a, he's a great bad guy
0: yeah the his whole when he's in this, the scene where he's being he's asking this question he's trying to find um, Lester and he's in talking to Car- Keith Carradine's character and he and finally and so Keith Carradine gets he's like I know who this guy is yeah. not that he knows who he is but he knows he's a psychopath yeah. so he starts telling the story of the last time he met a psychopath to, to Billy Bob's character to let him know like I get it. Yeah, I get it. And
1: this this unspoken because Billy Bob Thornton's character, he, I know what you know, what I know, what you know, what I know. (laughs) You know that that whole love that interplay, but without saying anything, but just from the way they're acting and how it starts to get uncomfortable, and it's like, yeah, the whole dynamic. Would
0: people not have started coming and going into the diner? That probably would have ended in somebody dying. Right. Yeah. He and and Keith Carradine's character is playing. That is, I get it. Now let me tell you a story to show you I get it. And Billy Bob's going, "Oh yeah, I get that. You get it." Well, but that now was I all, get that I don't care.
1: That's a, uh, they probably have that scene on YouTube. Uh, that was the whole thing where he had asked him what was the craziest thing you'd ever saw, right? And they was talking about that whole
0: mess in Sioux Falls. Okay, so I'll, I'll have the, to rewatch that. Yeah, but he but he made it out because that's tied in. I don't know if it's the exact same thing because he made it out in that scene to be almost like he was a serial killer type deal. And remember, he ties that story into when he's um, uh, his step granddaughter and him are on the porch with the weapons. And he says, she says, have you ever done this before? And he kind of goes back to that story and is like, yeah, there was one time in Sioux Falls, in Sioux Falls where I sat day and night out in the snow making sure that, the family was protected. Yeah, and so I don't know if that's the because, exact same thing. Well, because in be. season in season It'd be interesting two, to look up. well, in
1: season two, the the young cop that they show, that's him when he's younger. That's uh, Ke- Caradine as younger. That's when he was a cop in Sioux Falls. Uh huh. And, and that who in season two? That uh, he is that that
0: deputy, the state trooper guy.
1: Yeah, he's
0: uh, he's he's the, the main with well, the one with the wife of cancer.
1: Uh, yeah. And that's that's because she died, uh they and that's uh de- the deputy the female deputy in season one, she's Beth, the little girl that's four years old.
0: I don't think they have the same name. Yes, it is. They they do. Even, yeah, here he goes, Lou yeah. Salverson. And they even when they're they're
1: lying in bed at at night, they say she says they made the point of you're the best Mr Salverson you're you too Mrs Salverson so that's and they that's him.
0: I guess, I don't think I caught the name thing but yeah it is Lou Salverson Keith Carradine. Right, look and, at me look at me time look at you go um Lou but Patrick Wilson is the guy that plays the young Salverson in season two and I like him the, I haven't seen him in much though he he always plays a real swarmy guy in the movies like he was in the A-team and some other stuff.
1: Oh, the new the reboot that they He was in Bone Sh-
0: Tomahawk, which is a weird
1: fucking flick. Where well, that's one another film that we're going to Bone reboot. Tomahawk? Yeah. Don't tell me anything about it cuz uh, I'm just going to tell you it's weird.
0: Okay. It's a western? I heard it is weird. And it's weird. I mean, and yeah. it's almost I felt like when I was watching it how um Let's say Apocalypse Now going down the river as it gets weirder and weirder the further they go. It's obviously a take from the book, but it almost felt like it was kind of like that, but told in a Western, like as they're going to get this thing done. So keep that in mind as they go and they get to their destination, like how just more fucked up and weird things keep getting. Cool. It's a weird flick. I like stuff like that. Um, But I forgot he he was in that. Um, what are we doing after we watch this Netflix movie? Well, have you seen my bone tomahawk? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give you the bone tomahawk. Yeah, it's a weird flick, man. I went in th- I thinking it was gonna be a straight western, so when it started getting weird, I was like, it turned out to be a gay fuck? western instead.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought this was gonna be a straight western.
0: Yeah, why has this got to get all weird? And oh, Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brokeback Brian on me. <laughs> um, <laughs> do but it's got Kurt Russell, Patrick Wilson, uh, Matthew Fox. Um, uh, David Arquette. I think that's it for the bigger names. But it's a it was a pretty interesting, but weird movie. It was you know it it got almost so weird in there I didn't know if I was going to finish it. Oh, interesting. Yeah.
1: Well, then definitely put Fargo on your list, Ron. <laughs> Sorry. That, <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is that?
1: It's that
2: stupid. You can't just look at SNL and look something up. Yeah, it does oh, a no. little opening thing. Oh, yeah, really, uh, yeah,
0: retards, goofers. But um, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm six episodes into season two, so I'm one episode into season two, so I'll get caught up. You're gonna like it, and you know what I like about season two, and this is a cast thing, and i I've, I like that he's gotten another chance to be in something that's a little bit more serious. Is let me look up. Can't remember his name. He is the main guy plays Michael in um, Burn Notice. I've never watched that show. Have you ever seen that wrong? Burn, Burn no? Notice. I
2: watched. I watched the. I watched the first season a little bit. I think they. I saw. You him might not even
0: a, know who he is, I or might not have recognized. I, I thought him.
1: I saw them teasing took, up a new season.
2: Uh, uh,
0: Jeffrey Donovan. Think. He plays Dodd, the older um, uh, Garhand kid that's got the leather vet, uh, jacket on. When you in, in the one that they drive up in the car, and the little squirrely brother gets out right at that first opening scene of season oh, two. Oh, gotcha. And gotcha. he's like, I said to be here at 11. Yeah. And he goes, No, it's him him a good yeah. a Yeah. Gives him a. But that's uh, um, Jeffrey Donovan from Burn Notice. Oh, and he's okay. got his face kind of squanched up and he's kind of playing it. It was like he's the not, not stupid, but not smart, tough guy of the family. Yeah. Um, he's the muscle. Yeah. He's a, kind of the bravado muscle. Um, but that's cool that they got he got to be in something that, and he does a good job, yeah. he's all the way through it and so I've enjoyed seeing him because I loved Notice. and spoiler alert but I'm going to tell you anyway, um, and then maybe this will be what uh, piques Ron's interest. Bruce Campbell's in season two. Mm,
1: that's not really a spoiler if you don't tell me any more than that. Mm. And he
0: plays Ronald
1: Reagan. <laughs> really? Oh, because at the the opening of season uh season two episode one they're talking about the gipper the dutch, uh, dutch. yeah so he's he's in, getting arrows put in <laughs> can, just,
0: can i get a blanket over here yeah well they're they're prepping the arrows a lot of arrows <laughs> but uh yeah so uh he plays ronald reagan out stumping on the campaign you're not a you're not an engine i'm from jersey <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm from Jersey, but uh, so that was kind of cool too to see Bruce Campbell in there. And he does actually pretty decent. Yeah, and the,
1: the time the time is yeah, right, right because uh, '79. That's when he was starting yeah. to well, changing from a Democrat to a Republican. And he
4: does the
0: whole uh, uh, "City on a Shining Hill" speech. Yeah, uh, Bruce Campbell does. It's oh, cool, that's cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: What episode is that in? Like four. four, three, okay.
0: three. Three or four, I can't remember exactly. was three or four. Oh, I get. To, I'll get to it. Yeah, get to it, man. it's because yeah, so, it, I got. I've got. Uh, the, it's got oh, so many good, good people in it. Yeah, because I'm.
1: A, I got all the Dillashaw, all the UFC stuff recording right now. Yeah,
0: which is weird. It's on a Sunday. Well, some of the free ones are either Friday or Sundays.
1: I thought it was on. They usually rolled them on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Only the oh. paper. On
0: the only paper. Hmm. Um, well, typically, I should say. But another person in the love, it's in season two. I'm a huge fan of what Ted Danson's done of the last like decade. Yeah, and he's he's greatness. And I don't know that he's even in episode one. Yeah, he, he is. is a little bit. He
1: is. He 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 gets to the diner after the the Waffle House after yeah. the S hits the fan. Now
0: I'll say, let me get caveat that with the exception of his CSI stuff, which could be awesome, but I'll never watch it because I can't stand that. But um, he's getting like racist and, and csi forever um but what he did on board to death you guys probably didn't watch that hbo series um because it bored me to death. super funny <laughs> and um his his uh, role in the first two seasons of damages fantastic damage is yeah. a great show if you haven't seen it glenn close ted danson whatever that skinny girl's name is oh uh <laughs> Tatiana Maslow? (laughs) (laughs) Let me look it up real quick. Oh, uh,
1: Summer Glau. She killed it. (laughs) She killed it. uh, Roseburn. Why?
0: Roseburn. Ellen Parsons. She plays Ellen Parsons. Um, Uh, Alan Parsons. That's a great show. And it's five seasons. I've only seen the first, or through season four. I need to watch that final one at some point.
1: So, uptake. People got to watch. God,
0: fargo, fargo fargo, fargo. And is, most of the people that are going to watch it have watched it so but, uh
1: is it is us. there is there a season three coming up uh let me go back here and look oh you're like you're that uh, they are that flashlight thanks man feel like i'm at the dentist yep
0: Says so season three
1: yep
2: season three when does is it roll slated for
0: 2017 so not for a while sweet <laughs> <laughs> you have time? I have time to catch up you, do. you might be able to do it by then I've got, I've got this yeah. big whiteboard
1: calendar in my office at home and I'm, I'm putting all the show starts and I'm starting to weep into a pillow <laughs> what's oh, funny. I can't watch them all what's funny I'm is not Brian I don't have second <laughs> sleeps <so. Right>. pussy <laughs> um,
0: so what's funny about these, the, watching the, the movie was okay because any type of like criminal behavior or murder can happen in one place right but the between the two seasons, there's so much murder and mayhem going around in North Dakota. You would not want to be there because there's just everyone's getting shot and murdered, dude, in terrible snow, ways. Ice and smoke can make you pretty angry. <laughs> I know. Um, make it- so. You've seen you're on episode one of season two, mm-hmm. so you've seen the diner yep. scene, yeah. the Waffle House, yeah, the wa- wa- Waffle Hut, the Waffle Hut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm. <laughs> is that the one Waffle Hut or the whole chain? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Stay out of the Woolworths, <laughs> um, but it just makes it just paints this picture that just like that whole area is just this horrible, violent crime, and I would imagine probably not a lot happens there. But it, it kind of sets the, the scene that it's just not a place you'd want to be.
1: And I like how they uh, they tie it to you know they they did all this foreshadowing that season one was talking about Hess trucking that you know was this bully in high school that Lester gave Lester grief and that. Right. that that down the path of pain you went and mm-hmm. it ties in to, to all the stuff with Sioux Falls and back back in 1979 and, and with the, the, with this regional these regional uh, criminal gangs trying to take over territory
0: and the whole trucking industry rears its head towards the end of season two
1: yeah and then that Again. ties that that all ties ties back to the to the past with all this uh, this basically this mob activity and it's stuff that probably goes on in every town in in the world. You have this seedy underbelly that does things black market and Ron
0: has a seedy and an underbelly, very seedy. Um, and someone Sesame else is <laughs> great, but plays an annoying character. Um, and, and and she's not firing on all cylinders in season two. Is uh, uh, Kirsten Dunst? Um, it took
1: me a a bit to recognize her, and then I was like. Wow, she has nice jugs. <laughs> well, and she she's, she's she does very, the accent really well. She does the, the accent. Way have the hair done, and she put she's not put on a lot of weight, but just enough that she looks a little older, right? And she's yeah, it's like who is that? Who is that? And then oh, that's who it is. Yeah, she does a
0: really really good job. Yeah, and um, the guy that plays the Indian is the guy the that, guy from Jersey. Yeah, no, no, not that Indian but that's what they, I say that cuz that's what they call him is oh, the indian yeah. or our indian yeah. all the way through the season um how do you know, how do you pick him out from, of the
1: out of the crowd you bought up a piece of paper and throw it on the ground see if he cries <laughs> yeah
0: yeah the um he is off of uh, a Longmire and he plays the sheriff on Oh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Yes, no. He plays the <laughs> ta- ta- the ta- other the other acting the other indian guy that acts there's only two of them. He's from Jersey too. Um <laughs> <laughs> probably <He's Italian. laughs> hey, they had Indians in Jersey um, but he's he's plays a really kind of a cool character um, and so there's also another character in it and just as a little bit of setup wait for the character The Undertaker to come on board oh okay um, and very uh, ominous sounding character right and just see how that plays out from so that's the, interesting he's gonna do a pile driver from the top rope and the uh, what is that guy's name on Saturday Night Slam, it's the Undertaker. <laughs> they call him the Eggplant. Is what all the <laughs> I'm, no, he's a black guy. They
1: call me. The, they call me Soda Can. And all the
0: let's see if I can find him. Or all a, the other pop, criminal guys, Pop Bottle, call from, him the Eggplant. The, the Eggplant. Yeah, and he's he's one of the main characters. But the guy that does it, see Cook, is um. Damn it! What is his name? I don't see him. I don't see a picture of him here on the. E for eggplant. Oh no, AKA he his name is Mike Mulligan. There he is. Um, his uh, Bokeem Bokeem Woodbine Woodbine, um, who's been in a ton of movies. Um, and you'll when he's bald or has his head shaved, when you see him that, but he's got like a fro wig on in Fargo. Um, his turn in the in the show is really really good too. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. How many episodes are in season two? Ten. Ten.
0: So you're nearly done. Mm hmm. Mm mm-hmm. I'll, I'll finish up tomorrow when I'm off. There you go. Off work.
2: For of the Coen Brothers, have you guys seen the uh, preview for the new uh, movie, Coen Brothers movie coming out? Hail Caesar. Yes. He's getting a ton with, of uh, reviews.
1: With uh, George Clooney. George Clooney, which yeah. I am so
2: mm-hmm. excited about because I think George Clooney plays comedy like that, Coen Brothers comedy, fantastically. Oh, Yeah. I'm a oh, dapper. Oh yeah, I'm a, oh yeah, he does. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a dapper Dan man.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll You're just about this d- genius. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this a geological oddity? What a You're,
0: geological oddity. Two weeks from everywhere. Two weeks from everywhere. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's gonna. Uh, uh, you know, like the fourth or fifth person that's brought it up, and a lot of people that bring it up don't know it's the don't know the Cohen brothers. They just know Clooney. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks very very cool. There's a lot of people in that, too. I know. And Channing, Channing Tatum's in there. I know. Mm. He gets a lot of roles. I know. Scarlett, Scarlett, jo- Johansson, Scarlett Johansson, Childa Swinton, Ralph Fiennes, Josh Brolin, Dolph
1: Lundgren. <laughs> really? Yeah. Give you a career
0: comeback. I, I could
4: go
1: off. without Jonah Hill mm-hmm. being yeah, in there, too. Yeah. The Expendables, no me. Two. Um, the Expendables 5.
0: Yeah, Jonah Hill, I'm kind of out on. I liked him in that first movie that made him famous. Uh, super, super bad. Yeah, something? super bad. But yeah. Where he was drawing, just, I just He was him. one of those drawing the dicks, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> well,
1: he, he's sort of to me. He's a, he's like that whole new Rat Pack, along with uh, Seth Rogen yeah. and, and those him guys. And Seth and Rogen are of, like almost
2: like interchangeable, right? right you know, and I'm sort of out on each other. I'm out I'm I'm on Seth out, too. I'm out on him
1: too.
0: It's like yeah. the little, interview. Disappointed. Oh, I'm disappointed. That was one of the worst movies ever
2: made. <laughs> I'm a little more forgiving of uh, Of Seth Than I am with Jonah Jonah Hill Just kind of Irritates me For some reason Yeah It's like that uh feel like What's his name Rob uh, Reiner No Wrinkle Whatever his name is When it was in uh, Step Brothers is was the Pow oh, guy Oh yeah, and, yeah. You know, He's like I just want to See your face I just want to Put my fist in it <laughs> <laughs>
1: There are people Like that <laughs>
2: Alright well, We're well, running up On
0: our time limit Here
2: Oh uh, another a show coming out this week starting on Thursday is that on FX is that um new show with Zach Galifianakis oh yeah, yeah. Galifianakis. Uh, Galifianakis. Baskets Baskets it looks interesting well, I am going to give that a, he's a rodeo clown yeah oh is that
0: what it's Because like, I, I saw that, be, that teaser uh, with him he's that. talking he wants,
2: to, he wants to be he wants to go to France and become a, like a famous you know French clown a mime I don't know if he's looking to be a mime or just wants to be a clown but he, like he, he goes sir, there and sir, fails, sir, sir. yeah. He goes there and fails. He can't speak French, so it's a language <laughs> barrier. So he comes back all dejected and joins him and becomes a rodeo clown. And...
0: I'm, I, I saw an extended clip of it the other yeah. day. I'm going to give it a shot. Again, it's hard for me to work in like a funny show into everything else, but I'm going to give it a shot. You mentioned Shades of Blue, yeah, earlier, yeah. and we did talk about that last week. But it's good, and it's Jennifer Lopez in it, not yeah. J Lo. Right, um, I'm interested to see how it goes and where and, they take uh,
2: it. And Ray Liotta, yeah, well, yeah,
0: he's fantastic. Awesome um, yeah, he's an awesome But I then and that was I would I would have hit if if I would have tuned in I would have been watching J Lo in it I'd have hit the eject button <laughs> five minutes in. But it's Jennifer Lopez from back in the Out of Sight. Um, yeah, like Out of Sight, it's a yeah. great movie. You know. Yeah, it's and not, so I'm giving it a. Not, right.
1: It's not Julie. No, no, yeah, no, thank
2: terrible. God. Thank God. Um, all right. Another so, funny show uh, starting, I think, this week, this week or next week, is that one that's, of course, it's coming to NBC, so I don't know. It's that one with the uh, end of the world uh, bit, you know, uh, with uh, Rob, Second Chances R- or something like Rob, that? No, it's with Rob Lowe. And uh, what's her name? Jenna Fisher from The Office is in it.
1: Oh, I, I yeah, I've heard. I, I know what you're talking about, but that's sketchy on the, like, name or yeah, I want
2: to look up the title. I really today. don't have
1: anything to contribute to that besides saying affirmative. It affirmative. looks
2: it looks interesting. Is
0: um, it Rob Lowe? He's he's currently in the grinder.
2: No, well, it's maybe it was Rob it's Rob Schneider. No, it's Rob Lowe. It's Rob Lowe for sure.
1: Hmm. Let's see.
0: Maybe it's, it's Rob is, Rob Roy.
1: Hold on here. Jenna Fisher with a drink.
0: That something else that's getting is it? What is it? Anna from Tribeca.
2: It's you. It's, it's called. I've heard, uh, I've heard of that as well. You, Me, and the Apocalypse.
1: Oh, yeah, the name. Yeah.
2: Series premiere, January 28th at 7
1: p.m. Jenna Fisher, everybody's girl next door from the American version of The office. Yeah, so this is getting a lot of
0: really positive reviews. It's called Angie from Tribeca, and it's, um stars uh, Rashida Jones.
1: Yeah, and it's a comedy, and yeah. she's like dumb as a stump. Yeah. They're talking about, a, like, I saw one of the clips, like, Somebody said something about a, a dozen. She said, yeah, thirteen of them. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay.
0: But it's getting like some rave reviews, so I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, and she what was, did you uh, say this thing's called? You, me, and the apocalypse.
1: And that's interesting because uh, uh, Rashida Jones was and Jenna Fisher were both in the American Office. Right. So there's mm-hmm. the tie that binds between these okay. two shows. I like Jenna Fisher. I I did too. Yeah. She's cute and mm-hmm. funny. You, nice. There was a movie she was in where she was uh, like supposedly a good Christian girl, but she was like walking, holding hands with somebody, and she had an uh, ice cream cone and she was f- forming it, and it was super awesome to watch.
0: They got it when you do the ice cream, bananas, popsicles, all that stuff. <laughs> got to follow the four rules. What are the four? No rules? eye contact. <laughs> right. Short and small bites. Uh-huh. No lingering. <laughs> no lingering. Hook a brother up with some ball action. <laughs> yeah <laughs> So that you got to avoid that at all costs. All right, we're about to run out of showtime here. Tape. Yep. Digital tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all digitized <laughs> and shiznit. I
1: mean, did we run three segments or two? Two. Long. An hour
0: and long. 10 minutes, an hour and almost 20 minutes. My yeah. Yeah. bad.
1: Yep. Later, Gators. Later. <laughs>